Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! To me, Ernest Hancock. Oh, Trump Report, Trump Report, one of my favorite parts of the week, Trump Report, along with Dr. Frank Tamburi, not because it's Trump Report, more because it's Frank. But this is, um, there's a uh, so much stuff going on, and it's like once a week we get kind of uh, the programming of what's going on. Rest of the time, you know, some information that you need about more depth of, and, you know, what's coming around the court. Check your six. I mean, you know, it's like all this stuff, distraction, shiny objects, look at, you know, aliens are coming. Look behind you. See what's coming up on you. What's been put in place. What program got triggered. What emergency action gave them the authority they put into legislation three, four years before to be able to whop you upside the head with. What? Well, one thing that's coming up October 4th is going to be a test of the emergency presidential, I get to send you a text, you know, alarm, everybody's phone goes off like in dystopian sci-fi movie something. Oh, my God, goodness, I didn't even know my phone did that. That was one thing. When I started broadcasting in the early 2000s, remember when they started making it a requirement of every FCC new uh, uh, radio station and everything else had to have the ability to do an emergency broadcast. This is in the public interest of when we want to tell you what to do, you know, unless you you live in Maui, uh, that won't count. But, you know, when we want to get you, we're going, we're going to get you. We want to tell you what's up because you need us to tell you what's up. That's coming, October 4th. And I'm just thinking I'm going to be busy that day along with every other day. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not afraid I'm going to miss out anything. I'll hear about it later, you know, if I even care. So this is one thing that's coming. We're being conditioned, prepped, Pavlonian, you know, bell salivating dog thing. I, you know, here it comes in every freaking form from every direction. War, debt, economy. Plan scam some demic of something. Be afeard and afraid. Uh, you know, border invasion. Trump! Oh, my God, Trump! Biden! Oh, my God! You know, pick your poison. I tell you, oh, my God, Kamala Harris. I tell you, oh, my God, that. And I we had a story. Oh, she's ready to take over. Oh, well, hell, I feel better now. <laughs> so this is, you know, God. So that's just get us started. 
So this is, um, I, I want to be this a warning to, um, you know, the, the uh, networks on the affiliates and so on. So we got to keep it family friendly. You know, everybody, you know, keep, you know, you know, Frank's pretty good about keeping a civil tone. You know, but, uh, you know, no trash can words. I'll get in trouble. So this is, um, uh, we're starting off into something different. Donna and I, we're just a couple more weeks. We're finishing up on the block press. The trauma works great. You know, the um, on the block press and doing some other work and maintenance on and so on. And we'll be leaving towards the latter half of um, September in a few weeks at the outside. Go to Pennsylvania, visit with Donna's mom for a little bit. Then we're going to a friend's uh, daughter's wedding in uh, Missouri. And we're going to visit, you know, probably mid-fest with Mike Swatek and friends and, you know, do some more documentary documentary footage for his dome that he's building. And then we're back to Arizona IA, hopefully by thank, um, um, Halloween. So till grandkids freaking dressed up as. And uh, then we're on. I mean, it's, you know, it's land, 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 build, 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 dealing, not dealing, ignoring the man, getting ready for the man to man me. You know, so it's uh, we're going to take you guys through this. This is where our focus is going to be. Because I can see what's happening. You own nothing. Not of anything that they want. Let's put it that way. Not your retirement, not your land, not your property. Not you know, It's all regulated and, you know, you have them for COVID or something. So this is what's coming. Now, War and 24 censorship, here we go. War and 24. So you got whatever the next war is, be it against a, you know, a virus, a a biological weapon, a bacteria, uh, you know, Fort Detrick uh, decided Wuhan something, whatever. And, you know, Fauci's back in the news. Ooh, we got it. Oh, we got it. We got it. And when confronted by CNN, no less, about the report on National Institute of Health website of a study of uh, masks don't work. Yeah, well, uh, maybe for, you know, general population of over you know, the whole entire population of statistics are popular. But as individuals, some people, individual, you know, help them. Maybe. They feel like it. They felt better. I mean, you want, I'm like, who is this guy? You know? That, so it, it's, it's a figment of our individual imaginations is what it is. We're being psyoped. Psyop, psyop, psyop. It's not that bad if you get out of of their system monetarily food supply chain production of you know Fred over there makes a gizmo and I can order it and it gets shipped around where I get it how about that how about that how about that that was the promise of the internet when we first started doing all economic activism father's cup whatever sent me down this road um, there was a thing in Germany called it business Donnebachen and it was the beginning of the internet as a mechanism for people that industry that needed a widget and put it out there for people, widget makers, you know, Hey, we need uh, this widget. Whoa, I'll bid on that. Me, 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 boom. And you find it in your BMW three months later. So this is, uh, was already there. I could see the promise of the internet. We were interfacing with Senator DeConcini back in, you know, 89, 90. I had a meeting with Hughes Missile Systems before the Iraq first war started in 90, whatever. And um, they were all worried they're, they're, they're going to have to lay off people. They're out of business. They're not making, you know, missiles and bombs or something. I mean, we, we got to do what we got. I said, hey, do this. 
You got manufacturing capability. You put out what you can do. People want. They go in this. They do it in Germany all the time. Business Dadebanken. They put. They met with me in Tucson. They had me come down, and I, you know, met with them at Deacon Cini's office down there, talking about this because this is a commerce. What got me going? And then a couple of years later, uh, right before the war started, or the war was ending, yeah, I think it was right before it started, they're going, look, hey, man, what you said, we need to talk about this more. I said, I'm not driving down to Tucson. They came up to Phoenix, Senator Deacon CD's office up there near where my parents lived, and I just uh, I had a condo downtown. So I, I went in, met with them, you know, all right, give me your spiel. As I'm sitting there waiting on them, the state director for Dennis Deaconcini, U.S. Senator to Arizona Merca, came up to me and he said, hey, man, we need guys just like you. You know, go get her, pretty family, you know, you're married, children, you know, you be part of our stable. Yeah, but what do you you want? What else do you want? How can we get you into stable? I'm like, man, I have... I, I know how bad, and you of all people know how bad this is. I'm not having nothing to do with nothing. There was a thing called ASCAM. It was a sting on corrupt politicians that the county attorney was having to meet with a you know gangster guy that was legalizing gambling, whatever. Got them all on videotape. All that was going on at that time. That was a Wednesday. Not that Saturday, but the following Saturday, a week and a half later, it exploded all over the newspaper, and it was really warning legislators not to meet with these guys while they're sitting there meeting with them you know at denny's sitting there talking to some of these legends whatever on that saturday and it's headlines on the front page of the arizona republic oh sting don't do it as he's walking in (laughs) so this is right in the middle of that because i didn't take their carrot because i didn't agree to go along with their program be part of their thing they thought i was part of the sting so the county attorney, they call me in, want to know how I know so much. And it went like this. Walk in. Hey, how you doing? What's up? You know, uh, high-rise government building downtown, you know, well-lit, big windows, kind of like, you know, suits or whatever. We're sitting there, about three or four prosecutors, there, and we sit down, and they go, you know, well, we wanted to know how you, yada, yada, and you figured it, you know, whatever. And I go, let me tell you how much I know. I know enough to know you're not going to do anything about it. That's how much I know. Well, it's nice talking to you. Peace out. Uh, we'll 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 keep ourselves busy with something. And the meeting was over less than God five minutes. Certainly less than ten minutes. It's done. Yep, I get it. It's all a game. It's all a game. For which factions got control power? Same kind of crap. Now they were Republicans. You know, the, the county attorney, or Dem- I don't even remember. Doesn't, who cares? You know, it's the same crap that's going on now. None of this surprises me. So what I want to share with you, check your six. We're being built up for something. Something big, something major, something they want to maintain continuance of government control of we rule you, and you've got to have your mind right to do it, rather than going, it's not broken, it's Fixed. Well, that's a new bumper sticker right there. It's not broken. Government, it's not broken. It's fixed. Yeah. I like that one. What do you think, Frank? Is that a good bumper sticker? Let's do that one. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I got to push a button. Yeah, see, I did, you know. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, well, you start over. Because I, I didn't have your uh, mic okay. up. All right. Sorry about that, audience. I'm not sure it's a button thing. So, 
Uh, anyway, good morning to everybody. And if my voice is a little off, uh, I'm a little bit under the weather, which means more Ernie time for all of you. You guys get to hear Ernie more, and I'll be more in the background. Good for Ernie. Uh, now, I was just pointing out about the, about Check Your Six. Absolutely. Uh, I was pointing out that it seems like I think we can kind of all feel that. You know, here in Arizona, it's been like 100 degrees like every day. So, uh, you know, I heard when it's over 100 degrees, you just kind of get used to it. Uh, anything over 100 is the same thing to me. And I was taking my daughter to school. 107. That's ago. when it really gets hot. 107. <laughs> and, and we came out We came out just the other morning to go to, go to school the first time. And, well, well, I guess really first time we walk out. And it was cool, at least for Arizona. It was cool. It just you didn't get that intense fear that you're walking into an oven. Yeah, and it's almost as if, it's almost as if like when a fever breaks, you know, when you're sick and the fever breaks. This is kind of like like in reverse. But what I'm saying is, you just get that sense that something shifted, and that's what we're talking about. This check your six. We have, this thing has been building up for a long time, but I think uh, we can kind of feel that something's shifted, and that's and that's one of the themes i want to go over today you know it's it's not one thing um it's multiple things where I, I i feel that there's lines being drawn in the sand um and not necessarily from you know the crazy libertarian conservatives versus the diehard alt-left liberals and all that i what i mean is i feel it's happening in middle america you know it's waking up regular people that are being what we kind of said on the show you know it's for years is that gets it has to get to the point where the average person finally gets woken up. You know, they stop looking at just baseball and the opiate to the masses, you know, of, that that government uses, um, and they just kind of think politics is just some hobby. The kooky people like us who you know just kind of get involved in this sort of thing. But at some point, you know, the, the camels that keep their head in the sand are going to be forced to have to wake up and and make you know and and and, and choose on certain things. Kind of like Anakin when he was told by Palpatine. Anakin, you must choose. You know, you have to. It comes down to that moment. You got to choose a certain direction. I, I just want to give you just one example. We have a n- number of things to review for the show. A lot, a lot of stuff happened this past week. Especially, I cannot wait to hear Ernie's take on the Larry Sinclair Tucker Carlson interview. I have to mm. say, I didn't expect to bring that up on this show. Who? We'll chat about that later. I. I uh, and anyway, but, Am I but uh, not to care. But but but, but just <laughs> yeah yeah. No, trust me, it's interesting. Um, But no, just to give you an example, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astronomer, esteemed (laughs) physicist, scientist, who I've never been a fan of. I think he's extremely, uh, he's extremely haughty. He's 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 the guy that uh, you know Nova and PBS try to make the new Carl Sagan for some time. Uh, Doesn't fly for me. He's extremely arrogant. That is my opinion. I mean, he defines it. And I, I, I kind of, I, I used to hang out when I hang out in a way, but the circles when I was an academic way back with, you know, I got, heck, I met Carl Sagan back in the day, but like the, that group, you know, uh, Michael Shermer, the, you know, the Skeptic Society, all that. I mean, I kind of, I, I, I go to their conferences. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was sort of like part of that group, but he was always sort of like an arrogant guy. He sort of uh, got his name because he was the one that really pushed to deplanetize the planet Pluto. So the reason the planet is now like a dwarf planet or whatever they want to call it uh, was him. And then, of course, just a few years later, the New Horizons spacecraft goes by Pluto and goes, ah, well, Neil, you, you may be a, little, a little early on that call because Pluto really does have an atmosphere and it's got other things that maybe it's still a planet. So he's still wearing an egg on his face on that one. Oh, but God. regardless, regardless, I know I'm getting a little geeky, but I'm pointing out that he has ta- he is part of the science community that has taken the fall or taken the position 
of the woke left, especially over this issue of the transgender deal. And are there two sexes, two genders, all of this? And, uh, uh, and, and, and he has been a leader trying to say, yeah, look, you know, we're, we're the science people. And what we say, everyone else has to follow. It's like California. They, they, they make some new law and they expect the rest of the country to eventually fall in line. Well, that's how these, the, the, these certain science communities are. And so this is what uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, which, you know, maybe this audience doesn't care about him, but, but, but for a lot of the establishment, he's, a, he's one of his figureheads or a useful idiot, as I might call him, call him in essence. And he had a debate or a discussion with the esteemed Michael Shermer. Michael Shermer is president of the Skeptic Society. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're mainly atheists and agnostics, and I'm not bringing this up for religious reasons. I just mean the, the diehard science people, it's all about science, science, science. And they're usually always in agreement with everything. And if they have a disagreement, it's behind closed doors where they get out their pocket calculators and they'll talk like calculations, like, like in the Oppenheimer debate, you know, saw that movie, and they're all figuring out if the world's going to blow up or not. You know, they'll have their private conversations amongst themselves. But when they come out in public, it's a unified front. This is what science pretty much says, aside from some areas that we don't know, like, you know, well, you know how the Big Bang started, things like that. Well, anyway, I'm drawing this out a little bit, but I just saw something shocking for me. And that is Michael Shermer had Neil deGrasse Tyson on his show. And Michael Shermer is kind of like the last bastion of common sense that he's trying to hold. He, he doesn't understand how the science community is taking on all of these new woke, woke things. And to his credit, he's a real nice man. He pushed back to Tyson. And, uh, and Tyson doubled, tripled, quadrupled down. He's done on every show. You know, not only are there not two genders, he's talking about how silly all this stuff is. He's talking about there should be gradations of sex. You know, so if the Olympics, for instance, there should be like 100 different categories. Not that he said exactly 100, but he's saying gradations. So therefore, we should have, you know, maybe 100 percent male, 90 percent male, you know, you know, 60 percent testosterone versus 40 percent estrogen dominance or whatever. I mean, this is what he's, he's envisioning this new world and he's he's promoting this on Shermer's show. Um, and um, anyway, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to drop that, that, that this, this part of that making too long. If you guys are science geeks, you'll know what a big deal it is. But it's an example of how people who normally never get into the political sphere are being forced to take sides on something as as ridiculous as this whole trans thing is and what i mean by that i don't mean that people who are trans are ridiculous that's not my point it's the it's the issue that that you know the whole world is falling apart the economy's about to fall they're trying to push us to world war three that all of the, that we're going through this fourth turning and everything that's happening and they want us to be arguing about who can be in a bathroom and whether men should wear bathing suits, uh, women bathing suits and on swim teams. That is the ultimate psyop. Not that most of this audience doesn't see it as such, but that's where we're being distracted. But regardless, we're seeing a lot of the, these types of splits. Um, you also have Elon Musk versus the ADL. If you caught that one, he decided he's like, game on, buddy, with the, with the, was it the American De- 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 um, Defamation League? Uh, with Jonathan Greenblatt, who's CEO, and that this one I'm going viral uh, recently. Uh, the ADL has been untouchable. Again, just a force, uh, a political force, and basically setting the agenda. If the ADL doesn't like something, then you will know, and your company will be sued, and your company and, and all of the leverage of, of not just wokeism, what it is now, but uh, uh, you know of, 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 of boycotts and, and lawsuits. And basically, companies have learned 
don't challenge the ADL. This has been going on for decades, but it's now turned into a whole other level with the woke boycotts, uh, with the with the ESG scores, all of this, and it's just compounding to such a degree that it's taking out companies. It's taking out Disney. We'll bring up our old Disney update sometime later. But Budweiser, all the things we've covered on the show culturally, these companies are, you know, they're, 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 it's like they're getting cornered and pushed into boxes where if they don't do this, then the ADL comes after you. Now, if you don't do this, then, then, then the ESG score gets dropped. If you don't do that, then, then BlackRock you know, doesn't, doesn't keep you as a client. And if you don't do this, then Elon Musk's uh, Tesla winds up losing its uh, special environmental score, even though he's making, you know, green cars. Like, and, and you have nowhere to go. Well, Elon Musk finally said enough, and now he's pushing back against the AL, the ADL, which is astounding because they're sort of like the grand, they're out there like with the whole ESG score deal. So we will see where this goes, uh, especially with Discovery. And Elon Musk has said, hell, you know what? To prove my point, I'll release all of the emails that the ADL has ever done and given to Twitter, you know, the old Twitter. And you can see, you know, what really happened behind the scenes. And, uh, 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 and I think he says, even if uh, uh, Elon Musk is saying that up to 50% of advertising profits is driven by effects from the ADL. But he said, even though he, he can't quite prove that 50%, he can easily prove 5%. And he said 5% of what Twitter's worth is currently, or at least at the time, is still something like $6 billion, which is going to take the ADL completely out. If uh, if they're ever found guilty of it, which is, of course, a whole nother tall order. But it's just another line in the sand of this division. So anyway, that these are small things in comparison. I know what Ernie opened the show with. You know, when you're saying check your six. It's like it's, it, you're, you're feeling this attack from different sides. We also have, by the way, the other attack. By the way, there's a lot of good things. The worm has, tur- has turned on a lot of this. I think the average American, uh, the normies are waking up to just common sense. But the more that they do, the more the other side pushes back. We're seeing this um, as an example uh, reaction to Trump. You have to bring Trump up here uh, with his mugshot and, you know, his, his poll numbers. Uh, surprise, surprise, keep going up. Like, I, I, how these these lefties don't figure this out yet because of the rule. Of the, the, uh, Ernie, just give me one minute. I'm going to get that rule out of the way. For you one, guys, minute. Listeners. Tick, 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 the, tick, one minute. One minute, right. The one rule. <laughs> there goes the clock. The rule is that people who don't like Trump or the lefties or the neocons and I often say you will never beat Trump um, beat doesn't mean at the election at the voting booth I just mean you're not going to beat him as this movement that he created I've been saying this since 2015 is that you'll never beat Trump unless you understand why people are actually voting for him this hour of free talk live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 
Freedom's the answer. What's the question? You're listening to Ernest Hancock. You'll never beat Trump unless you understand why people are actually voting for him. And it's not what CNN says. It's not about, you know, he's tapping into some nascent internal white privilege, racism, blah, 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 deplorable. I mean, that's the only way they're trying to justify to themselves their hatred. But no, the reason they support him at the time was distrust in the system. However, they're getting to that distrust for different reasons. And most of it had nothing to do with Trump. It was before Trump. It just built and built. Whether it's Ralph Nader, they treated Ralph Nader, I mean, back in the 2000 race. And there's so many things that build up to the distrust. So therefore, the more you hammer this guy by changing the rules and changing this and having the media overtly lie that can now be proven with YouTube videos, you know, just showing unedited clips of things. I mean, all of this, the more you hammer him, the more you're reinforcing the very reason that people support him in the first place, while at the same time red pilling more people. And it's astounding that they haven't figured it out. I mean, I, I, I guess some have, but they, yeah, exactly. They just don't care. So anyway, so now you got the mugshot, and then they're all surprised, surprised, like Gomer Pyle uh, on CNN and elsewhere, that Trump's, according to their, their numbers, this is their numbers. This isn't, uh, you know, the things that we check often. Trump is at 52% for the Republicans. DeSantis is 18%. Now, if you look at the predicted polls, which is, you know, the actual betting market, uh, Vivek is a lot higher. He's actually ahead of DeSantis. But I'm just going to go with their numbers, you know, their hopeful numbers. They still look at DeSantis as like, you know, the, 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 the dark horse, you know, savior that at least he's not Trump and he'll be easier to discredit as the Trump 2.0. Once they get Trump 1.0 out of the way and all the fools jump behind DeSantis and then they're going to hammer on him. But anyway, DeSantis is 18 percent. And then everyone else is like seven, four, two, one percent. And Pence probably owes points at this point. So now what they're recommending is that uh, that all the Republicans drop out and support DeSantis. So therefore, at least it's it's closer to a 50 50, although Trump is still two points over that. So they they basically want to do the same tactic uh, the Democrats did to support um, uh, uh, Joe Biden uh, against um, against uh, what's his name? Um uh, my brain went here. Uh, Sanders, uh, the socialist, uh, Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders, because Bernie Sanders was like you know kept throwing off their numbers, and then they all dropped off. Remember after Super Tuesday, and they all supported Biden. So anyway, that's the only tactic that they have to try to stop Trump. But again, with Trump's numbers getting higher and higher, he's also with the black the black vote, uh, especially black men, but the black uh, community, black uh, vote in America, he had. Trump had the maximum, the highest of any Republican at 7%. This is back in uh, 2020. Was, I think it was, was it 2016 or 2020, I forgive me. But it's, it was similar to both. So he had 7%. Now he has 20% of the black vote, 20%. And, and it's often been speculated, this is like years ago, is that if the Democrats ever lost up to 20, 20% or more of the black vote, then they can't win. 
and and I know Ernie, don't bite your lip about you know when what and you know voting matters really. I get all that, and just saying. You know, I win when you already know what I'm going to say. I win. No, I already know. You know, it's like it's like reporters (laughs) would call me and they would say they would say, Ernie, we're going to we're writing a story. So and so did the kind of whatever, and we just wrote this about your set. Yep, that sounds good. Done. Interview is over. You know, when you know that they know what you're going to say, I mean, at least they checked with me, you know. But the um, uh, <laughs> when they can write my st- – you know, it's awesome. I'm going, you go, girl. Man, done. <laughs> so, well, anyway, I appreciate it. So, so, so that, that, that's kind of a – when you're seeing those kind of numbers and that kind of movement only a year and a half out or a year, whatever we are now, um, and, of course, it's an eternity in political time. And everything keeps moving. As I'm saying, it's breaking between the ADL under attack, between Twitter now owned by by Elon Musk, right, allowing something like the Tucker Carlson to talk about things that even Fox would never allow. And that we're going to talk about in a little, after you, you comment on a lot of this regarding the Larry Sinclair interview. Oh, my God. But there's so many things. Uh, uh, the attack on media, the destruction of the media, and the media just not does not have the the hole that it did ever before it's lost the narrative going into this election and trump's already higher now than he's ever been in the last two elections and things are breaking more to two other quick examples in california the people's republic of california just this past week in huntington beach the city council right just just what yesterday they 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 voted to ban all covid mandates so they're jumping ahead before covid this 2.0 COVID cracks down in, in California, Huntington Beach. They're like, nope, we're going to automatically say we are not closing down. We will not comply, as as Donald Trump said on his, on his X or, you know, truth uh, video that you sent out. Also, a couple of days ago, a California school board, it was Chino Valley School District. They, 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 they basically were all woke uh, school board members. They were voted out. Uh, the, I guess the, this last election, and they they uh, so now they have a turnover, and you've got like more you know regular parents running the school board, and they fired the superintendent live on on the actual meeting, and you can watch the video. It's amazing. The superintendent is back up there trying to you know do this whole hurrah about about injecting keeping the woke agenda, and they basically said, you know what? Uh, I think you I think you, uh, you you must have missed the memo. We're in charge now. You're, you're done, you know, and uh, and that whole. Okay, hey, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who got fired was a school administrator. Something what? It was a. It's a. It's a woke superintendent from the Chino Valley School District. Okay, Chino Valley School got District fired by the school board. And okay, this was so done the school board did it. This was done right. live and video. Anyway, I'm just giving you two examples of things that. That we w- that seemed almost inc- you know impossible just a year ago, two years ago. I mean, granted, five, ten years ago, this entire madness was impossible for any of us to conceive. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But this new reality that we have, this this woke agenda, this mind virus that is that is uh, uh, it, it's t- sucking the oxygen out of everything and everyone. And this is, of course, we predicted. You know, it's like the old saying. First, they went after was it the, the the gypsies, and we didn't do anything. And then they went after this group, and we didn't do anything. It's the famous quote from the the, the Jewish rabbi, I believe, or the priest um, from World War II. And then eventually, they came after me, and there's no one around to help. Right? I'm, I'm you guys. I'm paraphrasing the mm-hmm. famous quote, but anyway, that's of course we knew would happen. First, it's white, toxic, white mask, white men 
toxic masculinity, evil, evil. And if you're a Christian, then, then you're a domestic terrorist to boot. And you add all that up. But eventually, you know, within a few years, they're going after Dave Chappelle, right? And Dave Chappelle is now all of a sudden like, like, like uh, you know, a, a white nationalist, apparently. And he's, he's, all, he's all right, right? And then, of course, then they go after the Proud Boys with Enrique Toro, which he just got as sentenced to, what, 20 years? That's a whole other story. Yeah, but Enrique, is it the no. head of the Proud Boys, this Toro guy, isn't he black or Hispanic? Or no, no, well, or well, exactly. I was just about to say, it was just, I had to make that, thank you. I had to make the, the punchline. The Proud Boys, the white supremacist group, supposedly, but when, but, but just like with you and our friend, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, was it Chris who who brought the AK or the, the AR to 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 the rally? And you were interviewed on CNN, uh, and he's Chris, black. He was a black yeah. man who had the AR, and of course, they CNN cut off his head, so you didn't know he was black, right? Because it didn't yeah, fit their MSNBC narrative. MSNBC was well, the most egregious, but I mean they. They um, yeah. they did not want people to know. They were given the narrative that there were white guys out there, they are 15s doing it. And I go, no, it was a black guy. That was a Ron Paul mm-hmm. supporter wanting to make the point about if at some point you have resistance is going to be physical from the people. And he happened to be black. And they uh, they did not want that. So they would frame it and cut off, you know, because he's wearing uh black tie, white, long sleeve shirt, kind of like a Louis Farrakhan kind of thing. And um, he kind of favors him, you know. But um, he was standing there. I'm interviewing him. It's on CNN. They're making a big deal out of it. And then they didn't show that he was black. And then when it came out that he was black, you know, and they had to have um, – it was a long story. Just do Ernest Hancock CNN and you'll see the whole thing. Mm. But the the whole thing is is it was manufactured news from the beginning – and we got in, it was the Republicans and Democrats. It was on health care. Obama came to Phoenix to do whatever. He spoke to the uh, veterans of foreign war, you know, the BFW thing. And, and they were like, oh, you didn't get the memo. That's not, this was about health care because the Republicans then got in the corner and we're like, we don't care. You know, we, I didn't get the memo. We can protest whatever the hell we want. So as we did that, you got to see another example. I've had international examples of this, you know, since forever. They just manufacture whatever narrative they want. But they did it right there with video. Had me on Rich San- Sanchez on CNN, and they're going, well, Mr. Yeah, we got footage of you behind the scenes that you know this guy. And I'm going, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I go, yeah, and your point? I go, where do you think you got that footage, moron? You know, I was like, this is so stupid. And finally it goes, well, you, it seems like this was all set up. And I go, yeah, duh. You guys are so easy. It was. <laughs> I, I, what do <laughs> oh, you think we were doing? classic interview. Oh, yeah, CNN, yeah, yeah, Ernest Hancock, you'll figure that. it out. <laughs> hey, dude, I think you should repost on Freedom for Freedom's Phoenix. For all you new listeners, you want to get a taste of Ernie battling mainstream media. That was classic. And, of course, the rule was, as Ernie said, I'll do the interview, but one rule, it has to be live. Right, right. It's not has to be live, and uh, they didn't quite understand. You understood their game. Well, anyway, my my only point. I'll throw it back to you though. But was uh, with the Proud Boys, you know, the the white nationalist, the white racist group, and of course uh, CNN and MSNBC didn't seem to realize that their that their leader Enrique Toro, Torio, um, he's Afro Cuban. He's half black, half Cuban. And of course, that went damn. That shot down. I mean, I remember when Joe Biden brought that up in the 2020 debate, and it was the first time most Americans heard of the Proud Boys. And I already knew the guy was Afro-Cuban. I just had read about him somewhere, 
And uh, I'm thinking, how is this a white nationalist group? The leader's black and Cuban. But it didn't stop the media from, of course, pushing that narrative, whatever it was. So anyway, uh, but all of this, this pushback, they're going after that. They're going after, of course, they went after people at uh, J6, uh, first people who, who went into the building. Then they start going after people that didn't go in the building but were in the parking lot or outside. Then they're going after, of course, Trump himself. Who didn't, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't tell anyone to go in, to go into the building, of course. Uh, but they were uh, trying to accuse him. Then they're going after his attorneys, and now it's predicted they're going to be going after media types. Uh, and they went after uh, James O'Keefe, so now they're 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 investigating James O'Keefe. Uh, they're now investigating, of course, just it just came out the other day, or at least a few days ago. Owen Schroyer, I don't know who he is, but uh, he's I think a co-host on the Alex Jones Show. And he now is getting pulled in to the J6. Now, this is not just about J6, by the way. I'm just I'm going to be clear. I'm just saying that they're, the system feels like they're backed against the wall to such a degree that they're doing what we predicted. is kind of like a cornered animal. And they're going to start lashing out, and they're going to start going after everything and doing more and more crazy, desperate measures, as the saying says. Desperate men do desperate things. And I think we're going to see it more and more. And the best thing that just regular America can do is and, and uh, this is uh, this sounds like I'm being a little too flippant, but it's almost like if you're able to just grab the popcorn and back up and like Ernie says, I just don't care, but back up and just watch at this point because they what what you can't do is react. They want a reaction. They want Putin to react. They want the rest of the world to react, and he, somehow his pipeline blows up and Putin doesn't attack anyone. He just sits back. He goes, okay, okay, yeah, really. Like all the, oh, all of a sudden drones are striking Moscow. You know, imagine if drone explosions were hitting da- downtown in D.C. or New York or something. I mean, I can imagine America would respond or do something. Imagine if the president just sat back and said, oh, well, all right, we'll just, we'll just hang out. We're just going to go to uh, to the new BRIC meeting um, in, in Africa and talk about the new economy. And, you know, I mean, that's what Putin's doing. He's, he, he's not acting on any of this stuff, whatever's happening, right? Because he knows he knows, you know, and the same thing domestically. You know, if they can't get a rise out of Putin to fight back, then they want they want Americans to fight back. And then that justifies, you see, you see, you know, and insurrectionists and this and that and that. So it's like Dr. Dr. King always talked about or Gandhi. You know, it's it's just through peace and, and nonviolence. And that's what we always call for. Um, and and the more that they lose the narrative and the culture, that's why the show we focus on the culture ultimately as they're losing the culture war and disney stock is a is like the canary in the coal mine about culture that's why i always love to bring up disney on this show we'll talk later but their stock if any of you guys have been checking it from from our my my uh my news updates on disney uh, if any of you put put options on it you're probably smiling right now not that i give any any uh stock advice here or options advice but i'll tell you what uh, that's an example of what our culture is doing. So as they're losing the culture uh, and Trump is higher in his polls now after how many indictments, a mugshot, two impeachments, everything. And he's, his polls are higher now than it was in 2016, right? When, when, when all it was was the Access Hollywood tape. So when you combine that, they don't know where else to go. And where do you go with this? And, you know, of course, some of us are unfortunate, like Tucker Carlson, speculating where they might go from here. But that would just reinforce the case of what of why people support him in the first place. But anyway, that's where we're at. Uh, and uh, uh, all of these different strange things are seeing the pushback when you've got pushback against the covid mandates, 
the pushback at the woke schools at the superintendent level taking over the boards. And this is before the next election. Um, we've got Neil deGrasse Tyson getting getting pushed back by Michael Shermer. Again, if you're a geek, you know what a big deal that is. You're seeing this bifurcation and people saying enough on different levels. So, so yeah. So, uh, so yes. Oh, and, and, and do you have any comments, by the way, on the Liberty Safe? Did you hear about the Liberty Safe issue that happened yesterday? Uh, Liberty Safe, they had some guy that was at January 6th or I don't know if he was even there or he was supportive of or whatever. And they're like, yeah, no, you can't get in my safe. I'm not opening it for you. So they go to Liberty Safe, the manufacturer of it. I guess they had some process by which they could give the federal government open this safe. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, yeah. well, then that doesn't sound like my safe. I mean, it sounds like your safe. And I, so I'm, I, this is, it started with safe deposit boxes. When they did um, the, I don't know what they called it, the confiscation of Americans' gold in, uh, what was it, 33 or something, you know, FDR comes in, we're going to, they're going to take everybody's gold. You got to turn in your gold. Well, anybody that went to a safe deposit box had to have an agent there, either a federal agent or a bank employer or somebody. They go with, and they were confiscating the gold at $35 an ounce or something or 25 whatever, when it shot up. You know, like 30-something percent after they got it all announced, worth more, we revalued it, sucks to be you. And this sounds like that. It's whatever you have is ours, or we get the check, or we get our cut. Well, it's at the banks. The safe deposit. I'm not going to the bank safe deposit. Screw that. I'll get me a liberty safe. Liberty. Liberty. Patriot liberty. Patriot liberty America safe. Okay? So they get them. They call. Hey, we need to get it. Okay, here's the thing. Done. It's like your iPhone. You know, I just did. I had to, you know, I got to it because I got to it. I cracked um, screen on my Samsung Galaxy, whatever the hell it is. So I uh, get another phone, sits there, sits there, sits there. I've done this before, and I now, you know, get the backup thing, or it goes from the smart Samsung smart community, whatever the hell, app icon thing on it, and it just copies it over the other thing. And I think you still have to do some other stuff, so I'm in the process of doing that now. So as I do this, it's the I totally agree the privacy policy of, and you get a Samsung, all devices, your you know, tablet, TV, uh, phone, you know, uh, wristband, watch, brain chip of whatever the hell, okay? This is the Samsung thing. Any and everything of any digit of anything of everything is ours that we share with everybody, and there's uh, nothing you can do about it. You want to use this, get over it, click here. And I'm going, uh-huh, all right. When Dernie goes dark, he's going to go dark. And we've gotten, you know, uh, Braxx phones. I've got all phones. I got, you know, I, I got backups sitting over here, you know, but it's not convenient for me until I get where I want to be, and then it's I'm gonna make it convenient. Well, this is we don't own anything. I'm waiting for my happy shot that they're gonna put a boot on my neck and force me down and give me, you know, oh. Never mind. It reminds me of an episode. Well, 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 well Ernie, Ernie there, there, there is a brand new COVID vaccine coming out next week. Yeah, just letting you know. It might be your, might be your happy shot. You never know. Well, they started coming out. There's been um, reports that it activates certain things to interface with your DNA and your cells and everything electromagnetically. 
You know, it's kind of 5G thing, or you get certain pulses, 18 gigahertz, kind of crap. I mean, I put the stuff up, but I'm like, you know, how much do I want to pollute my brain with all this fear? What all I got to do is go out in the desert and leave me alone. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking for a solution to this stuff. I can sit here and whine about what you want to do, make them stop. You know, stop, stop hurting, stop. I'm, I'm going to, I will taunt you a second time. You know, I, I, it, I don't care. You know, I'm not interfacing with these people. I, 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 what, I, I just, when they interact with me, I'm like, look, I, I'm not, I'm not signing up for your thing. You want me to sign something, right? You know, some ticket, some agreement to, or uh, uh, something, right? Now, when they come with a subpoena, like, eh, send me a subpoena, and then we'll get on it because they're going to come with helicopters. You got to, you know, comply with their subpoena. But then you get due process and you go through stuff. So I always insist, um. Make them make you, make them say it. I mean, if you did that simple thing, this whole thing would stop. Everything. Just those two things. Make them make you. They're like, do you understand that we're going to, you just don't understand, we got to explain it to you. All right. All right. What are you going to do? We're going to make you because we're going to make you. You got Larry Fink coming up and saying, you know, we get these corporations, we make them. You know, we make, we make them. How? I don't know. You get to use anything, interface with anything, live, buy, sell, mark of the beast, whatever. We're going to make you. All right? Well, then you got to make me. Oh, we really are, and we're going to explain it to you. Oh, you're going to say it. Okay, we'll say it so everybody can know about it. So that's where we're at. And when I get these things, I know freaking Frank's going to blow up if we don't talk about Obama's gay lover on Tucker Carlson that we've been hearing about coming since for freaking ever, you know. And I put this up, you know, I put it up because it's Tucker. We're not a bunch of cultural conservatives here saying you're not doing it right and and, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like each his own. Fine. However, um, However. the reason Tucker is taking this on, what what it really was about, Ernie, what was really about was a uh, another another Street Fighter level uppercut, like talking from the video game here, Rue version, to the media, to the mainstream media. It was really talking about how credible of a case this is. How, in other words, if this was a Republican, anything close to this. I mean, a Republican flirts with 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 a stewardess on an airplane and all of a sudden it's going to be like in all the all the newspapers and you know trying to undermine the person's campaign but the point was this information was out extremely credible for different reasons granted you could argue it comes down to he said she said but when you actually follow through the narrative and you check things out of what the case is everything lines up what this gentleman's talking about as much as that we can but that's not even the issue. It's like, because at the end, of the end of the day, you and I don't care what Obama privately does. It's the fact that the media uh, deep six this uh, almost as, uh, to, to the same level. I mean, almost to the level of Jeffrey Epstein's island, right? And that is why Tucker finally being unre- being released, you know, from the prison of mainstream media, even at Fox News, was able to have his own studio and put on a guest. That, that there's no way in hell even Fox would have put on in 2008. And now he's in a position with the largest audience ever, with the freedom of Twitter or X, that he could do this. Just the point was, is that you people would never even run this for your own political agendas and, and the control of the mainstream media. And yet now, between all of them, between the breaking of the mainstream media system of the narrative I started the show with, 
this story, whether you think it's important or not, whether Obama was the president or not, whether you would change your vote or not, the point was it was newsworthy and no one heard about it. And it's taken this new media in order to tell the story. That Ernie, right there, rah, 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 that was the story. That's what Tucker was ultimately hammering home like a grand slam at the end. That was brilliant. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember... I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Let us make them remember. We are not afraid! No fear, no fear, no fear, no fear here on Declare Your Independence of me, Ernest Hancock, on the Free Talk Live Network, continuing our conversation with Dr. Frank Tambury of our weekly Trump report that can go for hours. I mean, I don't think it's ever been less than three hours, and it's just straight, no breaks, you know, uh, sometimes five, six hours, just ridiculous. But we get a, a lot of issues and a lot of subject matter, but he really wanted to talk about this Tucker Carlson interview with uh, Larry Sinclair, and I didn't. <laughs> what did we learn from it? Well, we'll we get to that, but uh, I because it's a long show and we have limited time, I've edited out a lot of what I think was repetitive uh, stuff about that show. Now, if you want to get the whole show, you can go to Freedoms, Freedom with an S, FreedomsPhoenix.com, 
And uh, at the top right, you'll see Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock dot com link to the show and you can go in there and you can listen to the whole everything unedited the uh, beginning to the end of all the shows and so on enjoy yourself but you know for uh, brevity i've edited some of the uh, conversation out to get to the, some meat of some stuff so we can try and get most of the show in without all the repetitive stuff on the larry sinclair issue that if you're listening to the show you can find i I care a lot less about it than Frank does. <laughs> but what did we learn? That the government and media lie? I mean, okay, I that, I went in knowing that. Hopefully you go in knowing that too, but it's more fun. Enjoy. With Tucker finally having a show, Tucker mentioned him at some point uh, in the past, recently. He talked about Larry Sinclair as an example of the type of stories that mainstream media has consistently refused to cover, like Jeffrey Epstein. There's a whole list of things. And Tucker knows probably more than we do. I mean, I'm sure he's heard about stories that okay, people okay, investigated. Okay, okay, and they said enough. no. So that's why he enough. decided to have Larry on his show. Enough. Go ahead. Enough. This is, you know, I'm. It, it's not fascinating to me. It, what we're talking about, this whole thing, I got tons I, I probably sitting here as you're talking, going through my email, telegrams, and so on, probably at least a dozen variations of this story. People sending me, oh, and they've you know, I'm like, and this means what to me? What does it mean? We got a president that does drugs. I'm like, God, you know, hell, you know, Biden needs more. Okay, then I'm, I'm, I'm going. Then there are sexual perversions of. Deviation from the norm of diversity of who they want to, how they want to clubbing, you know, whatever. But just like with JFK, you know, they got their secret service. Some guys facilitate this stuff. You know, they they hip. You know, well, we got we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hook you up, man. We get you in the back room of. So I'm I'm I. But why why does this affect me? Why should I care? Well, first off, look, there's a couple quick things. First off, there's a belief by many people, whether we share it or not, that Joe Biden is not running this White House. And many people think who's running it. Many people think it is Barack Obama still running it. I don't know, but that's the belief from people. Then you're looking at the next candidate, if Biden somehow gets sick suddenly, because especially if nothing else, we go look at his poll numbers, is that Michelle Obama very well might be the candidate for the Democrats. So, I mean, this is topical in a sense. I know you don't vote, so you don't care. But the thing is, it's it's a massive bombshell, at least from the Democrats themselves, trying to figure out who the next candidate should be. And then to find out that the media lied about it this whole time. I don't think the issue is whether he's bisexual or not. It's the fact that they lied, which gives credence what, is this like to news? people saying Wait, media is this news? doesn't help. I'm like, the media lie. Look, they're lying. They're lying liars. And I'm going... <laughs> Wow! This is not news to you. It's shiny objects. It's just but, more but Ernie, shiny Ernie. objects. Look yeah, over but Ernie, here. One other thing is this is the this is an example. Check your okay, for, for, forget about Larry Sinclair. What if this was Jeffrey Epstein? What if we were getting you know girls that were now women talking about the celebrities and politicians of Jeffrey Epstein? Would that be newsworthy to you? That to me, it's not about Larry Sinclair. It's the fact that when the establishment has a narrative or anything that blocks or gets in the way of what they want, you know, completed, 
then they will make sure it doesn't come out. How many times do I got to put up that, you know, J.P. Morgan or Morgan Sachs, whatever the heck, the banking thing, knew billion dollars, at least a bit, which means gazillion dollars, a billion dollars worth of uh, uh, suspicious transactions with Epstein and his clients and them doing whatever to help facilitate all this sex trafficking stuff. Well, they they knew. They had, you know, they, they, they know the same thing going on with Biden. You know, Biden and Hunter and their bribery BS that they're pay-to-play kind of U.S. I'm a VP of finding out Hunter is taking Air Force Two around or something. You know, okay, I get it. They're corrupt. Now what? What are you going to do? Vote harder. You know, it's like, really? (laughs) You know, all of this is, this comes out, you get so excited because wherever you're getting your news, they're so excited about being excited about how Obama got excited with drugs and gay guys in the limo. I mean, you know, that's the issue. What is the issue? That the The media lies? I don't care what the the issue is. That the government lies? Is that it? Dude, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if. We're just not communicating on this. The fact that it's a story, whatever the story is, imagine it's a story that the Nord Stream pipeline, what if we have proof that it was destroyed by by this current administration, right? I mean, that story would not be allowed on the news. Or how about COVID? How about if COVID back in 2020? Wait a minute, wait, wait. So the news that is that the, the media is going to lie about news? It's going to lie about politics? It's going to lie about health? It's going to lie well, about yeah, COVID. It's going to lie. The, the media and the government's <laughs> going to lie. Is that the lesson we're getting here? Is that <laughs> yeah. what we're spending time on? Really? Newsflash, really? Ernie. Really? It's, I, like, look, it's not a newsflash to you. I've said it a million times. An audience, Ernie and I have had this debate, I don't know, for like a decade now. And the issue is it's not whether you or I or this audience that's usually ahead of the curve of all this gets it. It's it's the millionth monkey, and as the saying is, it's not the people we on blaze the past that hundred monkey a long it's time mainstream ago. America losing confidence in the system, and to find out that Epstein, that 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 reporters knew about it for a decade or more and did nothing about it, that sound of freedom is is illuminating a problem that the, that the media could be covering and they're not. And the reason is what Tucker is now finally in a position with an audience large enough and the background to say, here are the stories that they don't want you to know about. You, Ernie Hancock may not think it's important. That's fine. And maybe it's not really important overall about who has sex with who. But the point is the system said you're not allowed to know this because they got in the way of what they were trying to do. And that's the issue. And, and maybe it takes a stupid sex story to, to, to wake up. If, if this was about tax codes or about racking up the debt and, and not showing the, the, the M2 status about, about uh, you know, for, for our economy, that would put half the, half the country or more to sleep. But you bring up a story like this or Jeffrey Epstein, it at least reinforces that the establishment protects itself in ways that the average American didn't realize. Tom Brokaw doesn't lie to me. You know, Ted, Ted Koppel doesn't lie. CNN might be a little bit right, biased, but right. they wouldn't do that. That'd be wrong. There That's is the story. There, all right, my turn. There are benefits right. to understanding that this stuff goes on, okay? If you do not know, if you don't know, I mean, you know, I, I didn't know. Nobody told me. I didn't know that the government lies to me to benefit they, them, those, or uh, some corporation, or some special interest, or some profit margin of whatever, or stocks that go up that Pelosi has, or whatever. You know, I, I didn't know that, that the government would send out, you know, lies and have 
press secretary is up there BSing me and obfuscating the truth because it benefit whatever, or they would uh, shiny object something aliens are coming, or this is important and this is not, and you know pay no attention to the the laptop and the, you know I I I didn't know they would do that, okay? Or they come in and they go, and and the media helps them. The media, the media's part of it. Big tech is linked right in with you know the intelligence communities of the propaganda of the what? Oh, they had to change the law. They had to change the law that prevented the U.S. government from propagandizing its own people. You can do that overseas all you want, which for 9-11, what do they do? They plant stories in uh, Murdoch's newspapers in Australia, then come and talk about them on Meet the Press on Sunday morning, talking head, Dick Cheney crap here in America. That's how they kind of bypass. And then they ask, ah, screw it, we'll just directly propagandize people. Oh, we'll get, we'll get in there. You know, third, we'll be one of the third-party CIA link. You know, uh, get the information from Samsung, Google. We got you totally agreed iPhone crap. You know, oh, and if you buy a Liberty Safe, well, we got that combination too. Okay, so this is you know, <laughs> there. If you don't know by now, then you're too <laughs> stupid to be saved. I am not. Here to I, I I the only way I know to be free is to advocate it for everybody. It is not my responsibility to make sure everybody knows. If you don't want the truth, if you're an NPC, non-participant character, you're just a you know the background on Gran Turismo or something, man. You know, a Grand Theft Auto. You're you're just you know one of the guys on the sidewalk that you can never hit. You know, but they, so you you're sitting there and you're going, um, um, uh, what's my line? Uh, oh, where's my cat? Where's my cat? Where's my cat? You know, I I'm just how much responsibility do I have? To try and beat, and are you the guy at Thanksgiving dinner in your family that is just everybody is like, oh God, don't invite Freddie, man. You know, it's just going to be conspiracy, conspiracy. It's like it's like that time Frank was here. Oh my God, don't do that. You know, but the thing is, is that what happens? Most of the time, the people already know. They just don't. They just choose not. To think about it, you got to come in with a special kind of tie, a little segue, you know, sh- you know, relevant thread that it, you know, builds on something else, which is what Frank is trying to do with this story. They lie. Oh my God! If we don't know that by now, we're not going to solve this. This is if we're dwelling. Look, more exposure of the lie. Let me finish. That more exposure of the lie that the government tells the truth, that they have your best interest at heart, that they're representing you and your interest and not them, theirs, and individuals, corporations, massive, you know, we got Soros coming out saying, oh, no, if Trump wins in 24, he'll derail the globalist agenda. Can't have that. Well, how was that, a campaign, you know, sign for Trump? It's like, Wow. I have been doing this for almost 40 years, okay? Guys, is it 40 years? At least 35. So 35 years since the late 80s, and I'm telling you, I have been surprised at how long it has, it has took the Internet for this information just to made, be made available to John Q. Public, okay? When they get access to this information that they're lied to, 
They're being stolen from. They're being exploited. They're being used. They're being multi-generational ripoff of UO. And on and on and on. But they don't care. And it's not that they don't care. It's that they know that whoever's telling them you know, this or that about is lying. Or they're not the truth. Or there's something else going on, or they just got to worry about their own little world, or they, you know, the, the the bombs haven't started on their horizon. So when it happens, which will be a food thing, when it's a food thing, then they're going. Yep, now we know, for sure, and what exactly to do about it. Get more food. Oh, you can't have that food. We got stories going up now that monthly quotas that dairy farmers in Canada meet, and then they got to dump thousands or hundreds of thousands of gallons of milk just because they're not allowed. This happened in the United States during the Depression, after the Depression era, when they were telling farmers what they could and couldn't grow, and now that's going on. Remember, a couple of years ago, they were paying farmers. United States Department of Agriculture goes, take all your extra fuel that you have and dump it on your trails. You know, just keep weeds down, just dump it. And destroy all your crops. And we need proof that you did it. And we'll pay you one and a half times market value for the crop if you destroy it. This is it's common knowledge. You know, this happened to open. They, you know, there's a letter. And what did they do? They did it. Why? Because they made money. So all of this, you pile up and pile up and pile up these instances of this. And you go, well, what are we going to do about it? We're going to be outraged by Obama did coke and, you know, wieners. And I'm going, you know, it, it's so much bigger than that. And that, you know. Well, what? What? Know, Ernie, How I, is I mean, it not bigger than that? How is that the issue? What is the issue? They lie. They are hypocritical liars. They'll say what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to act, and it doesn't apply to them. And they'll do it to the tune of millions dead. Millions dead through bombs, through bullets, through vaccines, through health, through crap in the atmosphere, in your water, your air, your soil, your food. They'll take away your livestock. They'll take away your property. They'll close the farm. They'll arrest Amish guys supplying their family and friends with meat. They'll go after, go after, go after, go after, go after. And we got to worry about what? They're lying? Of course they're lying! That's what they're there to do! Now what? Frank, I'm telling you, Ernie, man. Just, I, hey, I audience, don't, I don't, audience, I don't just care. so you know, er, er, Ernie's not only unfortunately or fortunately my friend, but he's also my patient at times. And I'm worried about your blood pressure, man. Take some raw wolf here. You know, it's been going it's down. Nice. It's been going down. I was, <laughs> I was like 118 over nothing. I was like... Oh man, I, I, I got checked out again. You know, Ernie's the only the only person where his doctor is going to be his own death of him here. Again. Right. All right, so you're so, literally killing yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. So so look, I, I I get it. I mean, I you know, our audience has already been skipped to the end. We're waiting for everyone to figure it out. That's been the most frustrating thing, right? Uh, and, and yeah, we have a unique audience, but it's to me, I'm always looking at. The, the, this the, kind of like it's the mainstream, right? Because to me, the change won't occur when it's just you know the the diehards who are really interested in this for whatever reason. I mean, some of it I think is actually 
uh, nature. And uh, we've talked, I won't get into it here, but Ernie and I have chatted about the psychological makeup of libertarians. We, we tend to be uh, 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 technically the, one of the rarest personality types who follow the Myers-Briggs. So, you know, it's like less than 1% of the population, yet libertarians make up a lot larger group than that. So there's different reasons why we might be, or people who question the system. Remember, uh, again, nature versus nurture. You put a bunch of primates, you know, in, into a group, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of apes or monkeys, you know, there's going to be one that'll be an alpha. And the rest of them, all of a sudden, they, they kind of get in line behind it. And if the alpha's taken out, then a new one gets there and they get in line, right? There's leaders and followers. You can't have any leaders if you don't have followers. I mean, my mother even told me that years ago. Uh, libertarians tend not to be the follower types. Doesn't mean we're all anarchists or hate authority, or some, some do. It's just the fact that we just, on our makeup, are not like that. The thing is, the majority of human beings are. And that's kind of the quandary for some of us real freedom people. Because sometimes we feel like we're just we're trying to shake people and say, look, don't you want to be free? Fight for your freedom. And Ernie's view is that all of us have the same basal love and principle for freedom. And I like to believe that, but I think there's also a component where some people are content to let someone else do it for them. And that's an argument for another time. Ernie and I have had some nice, great rant, rant lessons on that. But what I'm trying to get to with about why this is somewhat important, why to you, it's okay, like, Okay, he's trying to get to it, out. folks. Here it goes. But, but look, Go. in, in, two, in 2016, 2016, uh, when you and I first started arguing all the time, you know, I commented about how many uh, normies or even neocons that I knew who they knew that CNN was biased a little bit, but they didn't really believe that they would really lie about something, even Fox News, right? And, and yet it was seeing the overt... Uh, um, uh, uh, kind of disparate way of reporting that they did against Donald Trump that they've never seen before. They went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, there was the blatant lies about a speech he would give, taken completely out of context and rehacked. And once they would see the full speech, they couldn't believe with their own eyes the level of, 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 uh, of malarkey, to use a Joe Biden term, that they would do. And I saw many people get red-pilled at that moment. But for many of them and for many Americans, how if through these years, they've learned to not trust their media, whatever it is, including conservatives turning on Fox or other or the Wall Street Journal, or at least you start questioning them. And that is a huge milestone for normie Americans. Uh, I, I had a, a friend of mine who uh, I grew up with. He came from Ukraine back from the Soviet Union days. I knew him back in 1988. And we had a debate once. Uh, he was one of my best friends. I learned a lot about America through his eyes. And he, we, had a, we had a debate about some, some issue, politics, I forget what it was. But I said, well, where are you getting your information? And he said, well, I, I, he was getting it from uh, international and from Russia news. And I said, Russia news? I said, I am. My news comes from American sources. And I know, and you can laugh. This is back in 1988. And he told me something I'll never forget. He said, the problem is I love America. Man, he loved this country. Still does. But he, he, he said, the problem with Americans is that you guys completely trust and don't question your media. He said, the thing in the Soviet Union is that he said, we already know they're lying to us. Like, we already know it. So everything that we watch and learn, we're already reading with a skeptical eye because it's been ingrained in it since we've been born. But you Americans don't even have that skeptical eye. So you're just like this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, young five-year-old who, who, person who just doesn't, 
doesn't question anything, and that will be your downfall. He said that back in 1988. So now, here we are. We've got a lot of normies, a lot of seniors, like my grandparents, I'm sorry, my parents. And, you know, it's a lot for them because they were born and raised and spent their whole life in this system. And as far as they're concerned, they never even dreamt they could be lied to all this time. Maybe they just were lied to since 2016. That's when they didn't like Trump for some reason. They're trying to wrap their head why Trump is a problem. Is he really a racist and a fascist dictator? That's what, why would all the media say that about him if it wasn't true? But yet my son doesn't think that's the case. And a lot of people I know don't, don't think Trump's bad. I, I don't know what's going on here. And they start looking into the media and they start questioning it. But what Larry Sinclair, going back to this, or the Jeffrey Epstein or these stories are bringing up, and you might say, what's the point? Well, that's from 2008, 2007. So you start to get these people who they first start to get the camel's head under the There are those that just want to be left alone. And those that just won't leave them alone. Which one are you? The Ernest Hancock Show. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what readers of FreemansPhoenix.com get every day. Readers of FreemansPhoenix.com are constantly provided the information that detail the real news between the lines of propaganda about government policies and the true relationship we all have with coercive governments. Learn the true condition of our economy, innovations and technological breakthroughs in energy, health, computer science, and space travel. Learn the truth well before it's admitted to in the lamestream media, the media that is so last century. Corporate media has evolved into nothing more than distributors of government propaganda. But we now have a fantastic alternative. FreedomsPhoenix.com provides constant news updates on the issues that affect our lives in the most important ways. Our liberty and our property are under constant attack. And FreedomsPhoenix.com provides an understanding behind the propaganda while encouraging the participation of our readers. Join us at FreedomsPhoenix.com. That's Freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com. FreedomsPhoenix.com, where the revolution between the ears is already mature. All right, here we go. This is just today. Just today, just today, just today. The COVID-19 crisis is back until it brands into something else. Ron Paul Institute coming out. Is COVID-19 back for real this time? Is the heiress variant the real deal? These kinds of questions keep coming up again and again, and it's all by design. Is it? I was afraid. The only fear I had of the pandemic was that they really had something that would really get you really. You know, and be bodies piled up like cordwood, as Bob would say. You know, so I'm just in it, it. That didn't happen, or they couldn't get it to happen, or didn't happen yet, or whatever. Or they got to turn on the 5G of turn it so on. How many 5G articles I got to have? How much I got to have about carbon nano uh, self assembly of circuitry in the blood of the mRNA turning the spike protein into, and all of a sudden now everybody's you know semen is full of uh, uh, you know spike proteins instead of you know sperm that's going to fertilize and yeah, 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 yeah. This is why everyone's Googling October 4th. Buddy Brown video up there. He's just a YouTuber out in the woods and whatever. And he's going, yep, October 4th, it's going to be like the Federal Emergency Management Agency of you got to be afeard and pay attention to us because pay attention to us. De-Googled phones, inconvenient and impractical. Well, you know, I got one about ready to start using it a lot more and doing stuff I, from uh, uh, Braxx, from Rob Braxman, in fact, is one I have. Oh, Elon Musk has got to sue the Anti-Defamation League, you know, for them saying how anti-Semitic he is because he doesn't censor enough 
tweets on or twits or X's or whatever the hell they call it now on his uh, social media platform. So them going after, oh, it's costing them money. Oh, you can't advertise with them. You're not in the club. They Because ADL is using their weight to go after this. So Elon Musk, all right, I'm going to have to sue. So that's going to be interesting. There will be a settlement on that. I guarantee, because if they go to Discovery and they start out and the ADL is like, no, we just say it, so you just got to do it. It's like the NAACP yep. or the uh, you know, um, the um, uh, ACLU or, or Black Lives Matter or whatever the hell. We just said it. You got to pay us off. This is Al Sharpton's thing. You pay us off and you're a great, wonderful human being. You don't and you're a racist son of a bitch. You know, oh, I didn't say that. You know, you know you, we're going to get you. Okay, so I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Vote breaking huge voter identity theft. Arizona judge defines voter registration record as well. What happened? The Secretary of State, which is a Democrat, which the governor Katie Hobbs was Secretary of State, counted her own election this last time. Then. What he's doing and how they had the next election in 22 and how they're doing. All of a sudden, Carrie Lake getting it to the Supreme Court. They're finally going, yeah, you guys violated the law. You guys said, oh, we we don't compare mail-in voter signatures this way. We do it this way. We kind of, you know, glance over, use another database. of We use tea leaves and bones and did something. What They didn't do what the law says and actually check it. So now they're going, well, you did it wrong. Now what's going to happen with that? Is that like a big deal to anybody? I don't know. We'll find out. Kamala Harris ready to take over as president if Biden can't do the job. Well, good, good, know, good, good. Bring it, whatever, because what am I going to say? What's What difference is it going to make to me, Frank? What? 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 <laughs> don't care, okay? You know, oh, this person's in charge of me now. Oh, okay. Well, so it would definitely make the show more interesting. <laughs> oh, God. I You know, I bullets and brains to my own head come to mind. All right. Lucifer Publishing Company. Lucifer. Lucifer Publishing Company. What is the Lucius Trust and why is Lucius Trusted Trust located next to United Nations building? All right. Here we got Lucifer uh, Publishing. You know, that's a whole nother long story. Don't want to get into it. It's more of the same crap. Bill Gates is funding a scheme to cut down 70 million acres of forest in North America for climate change. What? I mean, are they expecting us to, you know, all of a sudden? And then what's the next story with Bill Gates? He just likes having his name printed. Buys $95 million worth of Anheuser-Busch shares following Bud Light disaster. Because why? I don't know. Because it's pretty damn low. He's probably going to make some money. They do something that's going to come back. Bill Gates bets on Bud Light's comeback as tech mogul buys 1.7 million shares. I, whatever. Gun safe manufacturer. Here you go. Liberty Safe gives FBI access code to a protester's safe. Oh, well, I guess, you know, it's Liberty not safe anymore. Okay. Then we got um, uh, 5G is turning on a bunch of stuff. The most accurate description of the Western world today seems to be in the book of Revelation by Paul Craig Roberts. Who is he? He was in the Reagan administration. You know, so I'm going, all right. Um, uh, see, we got the Sam Bankman freed guy, you know, with the crypto money laundering Ukraine Democratic crap going on, but don't care. Scientists grow human embryo in a lab without sperm, egg, or womb. Really? Now what? We're going to have harvesting like in the Matrix? You know, do they have a soul? Do they have parents? Who 
who do these clones, clone army, belong to? You know, we're getting right into science fiction here. They're going to be, you know, pod babies doing kind of whatever. We go, oh, artificial intelligence, we're going to worry about that. Oh, hell, they're going to have cyborgs. we like ghosts in the machine. Now, this stuff is happening. Serial sicknesses. Here, you may have heard that Whoopi Goldberg and Dr. Joe Biden have both come down with COVID again. How could this be? Weren't both of them vaccinated several times? Then they come out, oh, the new variant. No, 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 the other vaccine doesn't help. Got to start over. Got to start over. Got to wear a mask. Got to, you know, here it comes. Facebook files. White House peddled obvious foreign lies about disinformation dozen. Talking about people, the doctors and so on that were warning. Oh, the government and Facebook colluded to lie? Oh, my goodness. Say it ain't so. Frank wouldn't believe you, you know? Then you get Bill Maher and Rogan battling over who's worse, Trump or Biden. Man, I definitely want to get in that argument. Yo, I don't care. Eat both of them. All of them. What do you, seriously? 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 You know? Japanese scientists find that COVID-19 and all of the variants are laboratory creations. <gasps> Shocking. You know, um, U.S. officials keep boasting about how much the Ukraine war serves U.S. interest. What? America interest is like, you know, um, Iron Man, the first Iron Man. You know, they come in, you know, I remember Tony Stark, great guy, get this award, you know, protecting America and her interest. I'm going right there. Somebody writing that new, you know, they got to put that one in. America and her interest. I want listed what her interests are. And what comes to mind with that was Cindy Sheehan when they camp Casey and all this. Her son was killed in Iraq and she goes to the White House and baby Bush shaking her hand. Well, your, your, your son died for a noble cause. She's kind of dumbfounded by that. Later, she's going, what noble cause? I want to know what the noble cause was. That was a whole big giant campaign, you know, camping out in front of his ranch, all this kind of stuff. The left and Democrats move on, and all the same people left, right, it's all the same thing. But what did they do? It was all around what was the noble cause. Are they going to tell us what the noble cause is? What's the noble cause? You know, the Ukraine war serves U.S. interest. What? Is there, is there a big giant thing to get them to say what that is? No. Why? I don't know. Then I don't care. I'm not asking them to tell me anyway. Cancer surging among under 50s worldwide, study says. This is out of Barron's, you know, which is a financial man, like Wall Street Journal. I mean, you know, cancer surging among 50, under 50s worldwide. But then we got the Rolling Stone uh, releases their new um, album, Angry. You know, so we got that, I guess. Injustice American style. BLM riders walk. J6 defendants get almost 20 years. You know, so what, what's the message here? You know, you're not under lockdown if you're going out to protest the way we want you to. So this is, and then we got stories about how Beverly Hills and high-end stores throughout L.A. are just closing. They're shuttering. They, they, they can't keep up with uh, all of the theft. It's a shoplifting. Well, it's not even shoplifting. It's just brazen, I'm taken. You know what you can do about it. Then you have all the bank failures. All the bank failures there is coming. You know, they have, you know, artificial intelligence and robots are going to be your boss. You know, major hospital corporation pushing sex change training to three-year-olds. Ukraine is shifting the world stage. Colonel D Douglas McGregor on Judge Napolitano's thing might be of interest to people. Humanoid robots are coming for warehouse jobs. They're going to come for every job. You know, I remember there was a... 
<coughs> meme or something we were talking about on the show one time, and it was, you know, 80% of government jobs could be replaced with robots. And Greg Tibden and friend, you know, sends me a lot of these memes. He goes, he goes, um, 100% of the government jobs can be replaced with pictures of robots. And I'm going, hey, man, brother, that's it. You know, you got the right mindset. New York Times wakes up to corruption in Ukraine as officials admit military contract money being blah, 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 blah. Do I need them to tell me, oh, it's New York Times, now that must be true, when we've known this for, since forever. That is why Assange is in jail. He goes, Ukraine and Iraq, these are all money laundering operations for all these countries. You send guys in, you get a cut. Australia sends in people to Iraq, you get a cut. UK, a cut. Everybody does get plow cut, okay? You get a cut. So it goes on and on and on and on and on. And then, oh, here's one. Report, 90% of online content may be AI-generated garbage by 2026. Of course. But, but, you know, but, but, but they said this about that. They, they got, you know, Obama doing cocaine with gay guys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I just, so you can see, I do this every day, all day. It is right. constant, total programming yeah. it is just and why do i put it on freedom's phoenix they go you know people they go to freedom's phoenix you know they, they, they hear the radio show and you know i'll talk about freedom's phoenix and they'll go there and uh and, and i'll get email and they'll be like well you know did you know about this and what about this and why this and are you a liberal conservative you know uh, i can't really tell what you know well you put up a story from the new york times i you know, why do you think i do that and so you can see the crap that they're trying to do because it's interspersed with so much stuff of just calling crap on like what Frank is doing now. You know, I, I get it. But for us to spend this much time on this one Tucker does ex-lover of cocaine, Obama, Obama, for what? Why am I concerned about why, why do you think matter? Tucker did it? Let me ask you a question. Why do you think Tucker would have gone out of his way? You because you can't trust the media. Do you think Tucker cares about can't trust the media. orientation? They're lying. And I'm going, okay, I get it. My audience gets it. We're in the solutions category. It's great. I put it up on Freedom's Phoenix. But when I do the show, I'm not, you know, I could just do the show, read on Freedom's Phoenix headlines. Why, why, why would I even do a show on, you know, specific interests or, or uh, about politics right. or whatever? You know, why, why would I, I just, you know, go read Freedom's Phoenix. You know, or I could do the commentary on Freeman's Phoenix, which is what a lot of guys do. They just go to the headlines that they pick out, and hell, I pick out and put it on a freaking webpage. So I go here. You know, it's got 600,000 articles. I've been doing this since 05. I've been doing radio since 03. You think I don't get it? You think the audience doesn't get it? You think that we don't see what's going on? Well, what about the newbies? What about the new guys? Go to the site. If you don't get it in three weeks that you're being totally programmed, totally BS, then man, I, I'm here for solutions. I am like, what are we going to do, 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 do about it? How are you going to prepare yourself? Donna and I, now that she's come back, you know, we're together after the summer of grandma and, you know, her mom and all kind of stuff. You know, what's the first thing we did? All right, we need to go, you know, go to uh, Sam's Club, stock up on whatever. I mean, it's hundreds of dollars, just beans and, well, hell, you couldn't even get rice, I don't think. It was, oh, it was beans that were low. You know, black-eyed peas were gone. You know, it's kind of, so we're just, 
which is what she prefers. So I get pinto beans, refried beans, Mexicans. I'm I'm from Southwest. Pinto beans, we can do it, we can make it work. So I, we start going and buying. You know, it's now some ridiculous amount. You know, five dollars a can of spam. What? When did that happen? But now they got maple flavor. You know, so I am just going through and trying to solve. All of the hell, my kids still got toilet paper from our attic, from when the shortage was during the lockdown. That when we were moving all the grandkids in the attic, we found the toilet paper. Grandma and Grandpa had it, <laughs> along with tampons and and uh, you know we had six gallons of hand sanitizer. I'm like, they had big half gallon ones. We had like. Now at twelve, I go. What the crap? How did we wind up with so much? Because when she go to the store, she just like buy one because they were cheap, and she, and it just accumulated. You know, the prepping thing is like, you know, so we got to restart solutions. If you're not doing that, every time you see some of this stuff, I always say on the radio, all right, go Donna. We need another twenty pound bag of whatever. Why? Because they're pissing me off. Because I got to do something. What am I going to do? Not make myself as susceptible, vulnerable to what they're going to require of me. Oh, you can eat if you did this. Eh, well, I'll eat. I don't want to do that. Well, you got to be in a situation that you can do that. So this is why I want to move on to something else. I get your point. You know, this is is bad. I'll let you finish on one freaking major solution of revelation of Obama, gay cocaine, you know, Tucker thing, you know, and I'm and then on to something else. Because I freaking, if you don't get it by now, you're, you're intentionally ignorant. You're intentionally putting off to someone. And when you say libertarians, you know, they don't follow. Of course they follow. They follow a principle. They follow leaders that are worthy of being followed. They follow ideology. They follow what works. They follow the truth. You know, so to say, well, they're not looking for somebody to follow. Yeah, give me somebody to follow. Well, well, Trump, Trump, he's our man. He can't do it. No one can. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> really? You know, so be your well, own leader. I, I, I would I would argue maybe, I, mean, I can't have proof on this, but you know, when you're seeing his numbers go higher and higher, you know, it's a whole debate or discussion itself about why, you know, and I think there's many factors involved, but as Stupid as it is to this audience, a, a story like the Sinclair issue is just, it just hammers the mainstream media even more. So when the media says, you know, J6 was an insurrection, Donald Trump is a fascist, this over here, there's more than two genders, and, and you're a racist, sexist, homophobe, deplorable, fill in the blank, blah, blah, blah. All of this, you know, that you know, the people were not used to challenging mentally the media. This audience, it's called a Tuesday when we challenge the media. We're challenged what's being told to us. We at least kind of like my friend from the Soviet Union, you know, we, we look at it as, as, as it is, like Pravda. You know, we know, okay, it might be a kernel of truth in there, but there was a lot of spinning. Or you need a lot of context. You need to understand history and, and other things to try to put in context what you're being told. What's the agenda of your own country? What, you know, blah, blah, blah. The average person doesn't do, has never done this. So just to be able to challenge or just question, questioning things is the win. And the more people question since, especially since Trump got in, I have to say, you know, libertarians have done a lot. Ross Perot has done a lot. Ralph Nader, I give credit to all these people, uh, nationalists or people or anti-establishment. RFK Jr. respects him often, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm quite a bit. But 
it, it you know Trump love him or hate him you know has done more to wake up people um, about questioning the world around them than than the entire history of the Libertarian Party and, and God bless the Libertarians. So anyway, so lots going on there. And yes, uh, I don't care whether he's gay or not. Um, I do also watch. You know, I like to look at the culture component. Since you give me one more one more bite at the apple of this topic, I, I'm going to point this out. I do watch. <laughs> hey, it's your fault. You shouldn't have brought up. <laughs> but oh. real quick, I, real quick, I do watch something that's kind of a waste of time in, in some ways. But are these reaction videos? And I never th- quite told you this, but there's a, a different channel of groups there's like like there's like there's like a group of jewish people there's a group of, of of young black men from the chicago area uh i think i think some of them are alphas i was associated believe it or not the only white guy in a black fraternity alpha phi alphas way back in the day long story um but but the thing is i'm i'll watch different channels of kind of normies that just have these you know reaction videos to current events or things that are going on and it's fascinating to watch them react to these things I mean, you have to, some of them are just put on an act, but some of them are pretty legit. And I watched two of them uh, just last night, you know, watching people react to the Sinclair deal. Uh, again, for me, I don't care. But well, to see them process, I'm wa- but I'm watching them process that, you know, how many layers are involved here about, about you know, whether... You know, they're told that Obama is a family man and and uh, and how many people that, that like these like some of these black gentlemen were saying, you know, they're ticked off with how many people that they know. And this gets for white people, too, that are in jail or prison for marijuana possession for different drugs. And then to find out that the president was doing lines of cocaine. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it, the people are taking different things from this and the fact that it was lied. And so it's, they start to shatter that the whole narrative of everything. It's like Neo getting those. The, you know, seeing the uh, what do you call it, the deja vu, and you're starting to think there's something wrong in your reality that's happening. So anyway, we're talking about solutions. Let's jump off. To, uh, I, I know the, the main solutions right now are food. It's a food thing. Ernie and I definitely on the same page, and this audience, hopefully, you guys are too. But sometimes there's some things I look at even a little further. I want to share with the audience and Ernie. Um, when my uh, my wife and I, I am an old dad, um, first time father, old old timer, <laughs> but. Um, I speak Japanese. I went to school in Japan, and I went to. I decided to do that back in the 1980s when uh, many of you remember Japan looked like they were going to be taking everything over. They had literally bought Rockefeller Center in New York, and that's when I thought, "Hey, well, maybe learning how to say hello in Japanese might be helpful." Well, anyway, as uh, my wife and I got pregnant with our daughter, uh, we had a little discussion about the expectations of both of us being parents, and I said, "I only have one demand. That's it. I'm pretty pretty laid back." Um, and the one is that before my daughter graduates high school, I want her to know Chinese or Mandarin. I said, that's, that's all I ask um, for a whole bunch of reasons. And anyway, Ernie, we're putting her into a Chinese immersion program. So she'll be learning half her day in Chinese starting at age six. Um, and, and she will be completely fluent in it. I know I, I studied Chinese or Mandarin myself when I was studying Japanese. It's a whole different beast. But it's interesting the reactions I get. You know, I'm getting some, you know, normie friends and family. Biker Jim Rogers did the same thing. He was, when we had him on in the mid-2000s, he had, you know, he was, God, 60-whatever years. He had his daughter Mm -hmm. and uh, had a Mandarin-speaking nanny, and you got this little blonde girl speaks uh, fluent Mandarin. And I'm going, uh, don't even have to ask why. You know, I get it. French. Strangely enough, is coming back. I didn't realize. I thought French 
It's like, like why would you learn that now? Africa. They're claiming that's going to be the dominant language uh, for the European language next to English in about 20 years from now. It's going to be the most spoken, which is surprising, actually. However, the countries you know where why? French will be most spoken would be... Uh, no, actually, I... I, I, I don't. I, 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 not enough to comment on the show right I now. I am but you know, just is, off the top of my head. A lot of colonies in Africa are French speaking. You know, Algiers. That, that was it. You had, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all did this invasion of Europe. You know, and they were colonies of uh, France, which they just took over Niger or whatever the heck it was. Who cares? You know, it was some other country, and they, you know booted out the U.S., French, whatever backed government that they had and took over a, a coup of military. We're in charge now. And, um, you know, they speak French. So what's going to happen with all those refugees or people that want, you know, be with the West or go to Europe, or which has already happened? Well, a lot of these guys, they speak French. So is it, you know, an invasion of uh, culture? Yeah. But it's also they're bringing language, which is going to be what? A lot of it's French from Africa. So I think that's why. Ernie, Ernie, no, you're completely right. It just jogged my memory. That was the specific reason. So, yeah, wow. Your intuition serves you well, Ernie. Yeah, it's all the colonies, all these French-speaking countries. Um, there was a list. I couldn't believe how many countries in the world still have French as their dominant language. The only one for us is Canada, French Canada. But, yes, it's in Africa. And we've covered on the show that Africa is going to be the, con the continent of the future. You know, it's always been kind of like uh, the ignored continent. The rest of the world gets all the activity. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Tonight, let us make them remember. We are not Independence of me, Ernest Hancock, on the Free Talk Live Network. We're talking with Dr. Frank Tambury, a regular Trump report that we do every Thursday since the summer of 15. And we get into all kinds of issues and corruption, election fraud, uh, foreign policy, economics, technology, so many things. And it's an enjoyable segment for me to do every week, but... You know, we, we are on a different plane. I've been involved as an activist and a candidate and libertarian in politics in Arizona for a long time, long enough to know better. This is going to change only when the people just have the general public opinion of it's broke. And it, 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 it's not only broke, it's fixed. I mean, it's fixed. 
what are we going to do about it? Well, if you want to get more of uh, the conversations that I have with Frank in their entirety and a lot of other shows, go to freedomsphoenix.com, freedom with an S, phoenix.com, and you go to the top right and you'll see the show link there. Declare your independence with Ernest Hancock. Many shows to select from. Going ahead and having the rest of the conversation as much as I can fit in this hour with Dr. Frank. I'm sure you'll find it entertaining and joy. Brace yourselves. PSYOP incoming. You know, winter is coming. PSYOP incoming is like a winter is coming meme here. The next couple of weeks, dozens of high-profile celebrities will suddenly have COVID. Okay? I just, I just want to get that in. All right? I just want to get that in. Prediction. Prediction. You're going to have, I mean, it's a, you know, they're all going to get vaxxed up again. They've already bought the vax. The government has already given the pharma the money. They already got the contract. Already, got, already, already, already. And it's going to be tuned in with a bunch of other, you know, here it comes. Okay? What kind of mandates are there going to be? What kind of masks are there going to be, you know, required of the school children? What kind of universities? You know, what companies are going to, what, and they're going to go again. And I'm, I, because they don't have any creativity to do another other than just making a bunch of dead bodies, which they're perfectly willing to do, you know. But you know, can they? I, I, if they can, you know, they, they're going to. I, FYI, I just want. <clears throat> well, there are so many things that we can go on about, but it's it's been really the the lies of of, and we started the show with Frank. Uh, off air, he's not feeling well today, but you'd never know because I knew once he gets going, he's done. You know, he, he, he got he got the, the the inoculation of the show. Only and, for you, Ernie. Only and, for you. Yeah, you because know, that'll, that'll, that'll get him going. He'll, he'll fall into a you know blob heap after the show. But the um, <laughs> what you are hopefully getting from the show that we do the Trump report is that this was all planned, and we archived the descent to where we are now. And it was planned a long time ago. And it was orchestrated by they, them, those that won't leave us alone. And you can get into the detail. But then you spend a lot of time on who did it and how. Don't care. We are to blame. We are the ones that allowed it to happen. So I'm going, okay, who's responsible for me acting stupid? Well, they tricked me. Okay, you know they tricked you, right? Okay, well, then stop being tricked. You know, do, do something else. Do it differently. Don't be stupid. Yeah, but they're they're tricking me again. Well, you know it, right? Well, then don't be stupid. It's not that I don't have empathy, but I only have so much energy and time to be able to take care of myself, my family, the supporters, be of an ad to a community that knows what's coming and what to do and doing it. And for me to spend an enormous amount of time trying to go to someone that's not going to get you know, red-pilled, they can't. They, they're they not able to be. They're followers. They're too deep into the matrix. They committed too much. Their livelihood depends on compliance. They, what, you know, I, I, you know, all right, pace. You know, all I can ask is for you to at least understand why I'm so convinced. You know, understand that I'm not compliant. Understand. You can't understand? Really? You can let, and you can't understand? Well, then you got other issues too deep for me to save, go into, care about. Because I can't. Because it's a waste of time. You know who these people are. They're just compliers to comply. 
You know that that the the ascension to the top most valued trait that these people have is compliance. I complied. I complied first. I preemptively complied. I complied before it was a mandate. I'm a complier. Look how you know. Look at the flags I got on. You know they're not doing Hawaiian flags, but they'll do a Ukraine flag. You know they they won't uh, you know grow any food, but they'll wear a mask all day every day and put it on their kids. You know out playing soccer in Arizona heat. It's just too stupid. How do we have this collection of Americans? that share the same experiences. I am of the age in the 70s, late 70s, when they started the miniseries Roots, which was about the slave trade. Kuta Kinte gets captured. He was going to get material for a drum in Africa, and all of a sudden he winds up on some plantation. And it goes from there. And, you know, Chicken George, you know, one of his you know ancestors. You know, I mean, I remember all that. The entire school, everybody, black, white, whatever, you know, all the family are glued in front of their television for tens of millions, 60, 70, 80 million people. You know, episode one, watch that whole miniseries. And an issue of, you know, talked about of really, okay, now we know that. Yay. You know, got it. We're done. We're good. Alex Haley, I think the guy's name was. He was the ancestor. So I'm going, all right. They don't have that anymore. What was the closest that they got? World Cup, Super Bowl, you know, some, you know, uh, uh, Trump on Tucker. I mean, on Twitter, on my nerves. I mean, it, it, this, so this is to get the eyeballs and the ears of the people. They have to segment you down. They have to get something that you're interested in. They have to find you the trolls, the, 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 um, uh, PSYOP, the, the White House, hell, Obama's White House had, you know, their army they did through the campaign, moved in to the administration, and the holder, the AG, was in charge of it. It's not a secret. You know, they have weaponized everything, everything. All science, all studies, all medicines, all the FDA approval of, the CDC yep. and the WHO uh, suggestion. That's one thing. We had a court case just came out. What did it say? You know, hey, you can't say ivermectin can't be used. You know, the FDA doesn't have the authority to prevent or go after doctors or whatever. You know, you're to advise and inform and whatever. And, and that's it. You know, so this is. And so who do you go to for this information? The government? They're going to tell you what's up. You know, they got your best interest. They just want to you know, help their buddies sell. They go, the head of the FDA just flip-flops with CDC and pharma. I mean, oh, my God. If you don't know by now, I just I, I want to understand. I don't even want to understand. I don't care. You know, if you don't get it by now, then I, you know, I, I, I break with thee, break with thee, break with thee, throw dog poop on your shoes. I, you know, I, I don't care. If we worry about the, or we get somebody come, we have a story up oh jennifer lawrence got red-pilled she's speaking she comes up they introduce her she's speaking to some freshman sophomore high school age and she said she goes we got a problem in this country it's corruption corrupt that you know corrupt, corrupt. she's red-pilled she said that you know u.s government's <laughs> corrupt i'm like wow you know <laughs> 
we're saved. You know, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and you must have passed out here in that one already. Yeah, but look, she look, did three I episodes of the, the sequels of Hunter Games, and she couldn't see the parallel exactly. of what the heck was going on. <laughs> now they're coming out with the the fifth one because part three was in two parts. They had four, and I got a fifth one, The Rise of Snow or some crap. I'm just like, wow, wow. Wow. And they go, well, it's always going to take that one thing. What one thing? Oh, somebody won't go to the back of the bus for their seat. Laura Park, uh, Parks won't, won't do that. And all of a sudden, you got to thank. You know, there's always going to be a thank. There's going to be a thank. We've had so many of those things that, and what changed? Not odd thing. They still look into the authority of the WHO, World Health Organization, the UN, is going to determine what some city, town, freaking podunk in the middle of nothing is going to do because the who said our government and our media and our institutions are so separated from reality and the interest and the understanding of the people that of course they're abandoning all of course they don't care and the people that care are I don't know, just answering the other guys Ernie, that are Ernie. trolls and robots saying, uh-uh. So then you get people wasting their time trying to convince some bot, you know, uh-huh, uh-uh. All they got to do is say, uh-uh, and, and, and you're wasting your time. You'll spend millions of man hours on which could be devoted to productive pursuits like, is a food thing, you know, to sit there trying to convince some robot AI chat GPT, you know, girlfriend of freaking Frank, you know, that uh-huh. No, uh-uh. All they got to do is say uh-uh. Uh-uh and wasting freaking millions of hours of time just yeah. by some bot saying yeah. uh-uh. Uh-uh. Trump's at 52%. Uh-uh. Trump's at 52%. Uh-uh. Trump's at 52%. Uh-uh. You see my point? You know? No, no, see my point? That's yeah. the thing. Well, when, all they got to do is say, uh-uh, is, and you keep saying it. <laughs> no, but your mantra is, I just don't care, and, you, and you're, you're having a conniption over your frustration. Uh-huh. My answer my answer to you for everything now is Trump's at 52%. And by next week, Trump's at 53%. You know, and and the reason is, it's uh-uh. not about Trump. Wait, it's not about Trump, the savior. The fact that my answer to everything at this point, this entire discussion is, Trumps at fifty-two percent, and then and and then the reason that's so significant is it's because they've thrown everything at this guy for six, eight years, wherever the hell's been at this point, nonstop with indictments, and they want to put him in prison, and he's this, and he's everything, and he's at fifty-two percent. That's all you need to know as far as how many people, call it, whether it's red pilled or whatever you want to call it. But the entire narrative machine is falling apart. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Looking at that number, I mean, back in the day. All I got to do to get you distracted is this. Here you go. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'm telling you, that's all they're doing. You know, it's just just the trolls, the bots, we saw in 08. They just go, "Uh uh-uh. They would come in on the Freedom's Phoenix Freedom Forum, and they'd just sit there. And you could tell who they were. I mean, they'd come in, "Uh uh-uh. You know, I was, oh my God. So I, you know, I, I, I don't care. All right. I want to get this in. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. No, no, I want to get get this in. All right. H.G. Wells, uh, Wells' predictive programming revolution, UFOs, drugs, and the Great Reset. Okay. So this is, you know, they've been going on. This is another example. This has been going on a while. Of course, the world has been awash in UFO themed narratives within pop culture since the earliest days of the Cold War. Even Lawrence Rockefeller himself, fourth grandson of John D. Rock, 
Rockefeller got into the game in 1992 by creating the Disclosure Project and bankrolling a bodybuilding military physician named Stephen Greer while recurring the um, recruiting the Clintons and John Podesta into the cause of UFO, UFO truth. See, that's one thing Clinton was proud. We're gonna we're gonna find out UFOs are real. You know, let me. But it is only in the past few years that official Congressional, Pentagon, and NASA investigations into off-world vehicles not made on this Earth, Area 51, Roswell crashes and crop circles, have become part of the official mainstream discourse of the nation. The Pentagon, not known for any love of transparency, having failed literally six audits since 01 and losing over 21 trillion dollars, according to some estimates, has deemed it fitting to admit publicly that off-world vehicles not made on this earth have been in the possession of government agencies for decades. This has been a thing since we've got Rockefeller, Clintons, all they, you know, they, they, they keep, keep the flame alive, keep it alive, until they need it. And here it comes, okay? So I'm just going, this is so they wouldn't do that. That would be wrong. Well, of course they're going to do it. Why? Former intelligence <laughs> officials like David Crush and Commander David Favor have been hailed as courageous whistleblowers for admitting that the U.S. military has been talking to aliens since an interstellar ship traveling faster than the speed of light crashed into a desert in Roswell in 1947. According to Crush and company, these alien beings are such bad pilots that numerous crashes have occurred over the past 70 years, resulting in dozens of crashes and clashes with U.S. fighter pilots. And when Representative Ab- blah, 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 you know, it's just, you know, I, 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 I believe shiny objects, literally, literally, shiny UFO objects. And you'll pay, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, and it comes down to this. I've been, you know, asked this stuff. What do I think about this all the time? I'm going, look. When the Phoenix Lights happened in the late 90s, I was like, Vulcans or Klingons? And I went, what? And I go, I don't know. They're Klingons and say, you know, we're here to take your crap. You'll own nothing and be happy or not happy. We don't care. You know, you'll own nothing. We're going to take it all. And I go, yeah, get in line with all the other guys. You know, I was like, yeah, and the difference? You know, so what? I can tell you apart. You know, at least, you know, you're not wearing human mask or something. I, I you know, don't care. Or Vulcans. Live free and prosper. You know, you know, uh, uh, long life and prosper. Uh, you know, tell us where your store is. Uh, you know, what can we do in exchange? We might, you know, kind of slowly let you have some tech because you kind of are crazy. You know, kind of, you know, something like that. All right, five, cool. Probably turned out bad anyway. But, you know, I, what difference is it going to make? They're either going to rule us or they're going to influence us like they're doing with it. So, same thing. And who are they going to deal with? Are they going to deal with individuals? Or are they going to deal with institutions? And if they're going to deal with institutions, hey, you don't have all your countries under one world government. You got to get all, you, you, you think you got it going good now? Ooh, just wait till you get a United Nations of the Federation of Interplanetary of whatever treaty we get to sign like we did, you did with Iraq and how, you know, uh, after you did the, um, was it Balfour? I don't remember. When they did um, the Middle East after World War One, that's what Lawrence of Arabia was all about. They wanted to get all these separated tribes, all these nomadic, you know, tribes, you know, of the Arabian Peninsula to kind of, all right, you can be sheik of this and this and this and this, and we signed, and that's how our oil got underneath your sand. 
They could do the same kind of thing with Earth. They got to have somebody to sign it with. What about Fred out in the middle of Kansas got his own farm? You know, he's like, no, I'm signing with you. They, oh, yeah, you are. Because your government said so. Centralization is what's going to kill us. It's decentralization. And I don't give a crap who comes in their whatever shiny freaking UFO. Because if we have the mindset, no, you know, you know, take me to your leader. You're talking to him. You know, this is, hey, I rule what's underneath this here hat. <laughs> you know, I, nobody represents me. Take uh-huh. me to your leader and, you, and you, you walk into your double wide and introduce him to the wife. I mean, you know, there's my leader. You know, I, just, I mean, you know, come on. This, it's that mindset. That's what was the threat to these guys was that mindset of individualism and a meritocracy that America represented. That is the threat. That, 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 that. So if you have a mindset, I will feed myself. I will water myself. I will be a positive add to my community. I will educate my children. I, 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 me, 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 me. Well, what about society? You know, I'm going, that is the best way to have the best society is people take care of themselves and voluntarily because they see it's in their own self-interest to be an add to their community and be a safety net for their friends and family and neighbors and communities they live in. That is what's being eroded. That is what's being stripped. That is what's not freaking allowed. And it's so obvious. And the only way that I can inject into that and keep it simple is it's going to be a food thing. And all of that is going to be supported by that. A food thing. People take care of their own sustenance. Keep breathing in and out longer than the bad guys. And the bad guys are going to, they're always the solution. Always, always, always is collectivism. It's always an army. It's always an institution. It's always some guy in a clipboard representing, you know, whatever you got to do. Make them make you, make them say it. So this is going to be so obvious that when this comes down, it's already starting. And it's not about freaking Obama drug dealing gay lover crap. Don't care. It does. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. What really matters is us taking responsibility for ourselves, our friends, family, next generation, generation next. And that's why I love and promote stuff like, you know, new tech, you know, new, new bad. There's this, you know, free energy engine thing. Everybody's going on magnet, whatever the heck. I mean, doesn't matter. Sooner or later, people are just going to start doing it. This is what they're promoting, putting the plans out. Here, just do it. We did it. Here it is. Do it. Do it. We're not asking for money. Just, here's, a, here's a full thing of us machining to make a guy do it. All right? Is it going to be done? Maybe, maybe not. Don't care. But Frank and I having these conversations, and what gets me worked up is that we're so worried about what they want us to be worried about. Stuff that, oh, look, this matters. No, is it about growing food? Then I don't care. Is it about building shelter? Then it doesn't matter. Is it about being able to travel? Doesn't matter. Because what are they doing? 15-minute cities. They're going to be putting in regional. you got you got to pay. You know, different places throughout Europe. Cities, you got to, you know, anybody that comes in, one, they have to know anybody that comes in that's not a resident, five bucks. Access to the city, five bucks. Ten bucks. 
when they can't get gas taxes out of you on your car, all of a sudden it's going to be a significant enough for men. Or does hybrids count? You know, well, what does it count? Now they need to be able to track your mileage so that they can charge you for the money that they're losing from not getting gas taxes. So they're going to they're yeah. going to have to surveil you. You know, these are the things that we should be concerned about. And are we? No. Oh, we got to do this one other story to tell you that, you know, all the stuff that's happening to us, the government and big tech media lies to you. Just FYI, I just want to tell you. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm enlightened now. Then what? All right. So you want to enlighten us well, we're lied to again? Well, I, I guess I would go back to the old kind of as a, a Buddhist uh, saying of you'll never have the solution until you first define the problem. It matters not. He is your king. Confess, and you may receive a quick death. Roads? It's the Ernest Hancock Show. Where we're going, there aren't any roads. This hour, Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Let's talk about your positive experiences using Dash. Dash has transaction fees that are less than one cent. Dash transactions are instant, irreversible, and are protected from 51% attacks by its chain locks technology. Dash is the world's first decentralized autonomous organization. BitRefill allows for discounted purchases at national retailers. We want to thank Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use. Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks for tuning in to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, this evening. I'm going to try and get the last of the most pertinent information with our conversation with Dr. Frank Tambury on the Trump Report. Well, you can go ahead and get the full episode on freedomsphoenix.com. On top right, you'll see the icon for Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock. And we have a bunch of shows there. There's a large selection. We do a lot of shows. And I select the ones that I think that we can fit in <laughs> and, and you can enjoy here on the network. And um, I encourage you to go check out freedomsphoenix.com. That's you want to know what's going on. There it is, and and hopefully you'll come to the conclusion that you are going to have to do something to take care of you and your family and your community. That's the only thing that I offer is the truth, uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. And Dr. Frank is really good at helping me do that. Whether we agree or not, we still get that. <laughs> now for the final segment of the show this evening. Enjoy. Both Americans didn't think they didn't think we had a problem, at least not what many of us have been warning about uh, at, deeply. I mean, the deep issues are, you know, the Federal Reserve and what they did, the Bretton Woods Agreement. And we can talk about the petrodollar. I mean, you know, like for you, those of you new to the show, no, the, those are the real fundamental issues that are driving so much of this. The military industrial complex, we could go on and on. But but, you know, uh, just, so you know, Ernie, uh, did you uh, 
Barack Obama might be bisexual. I'm not sure if we covered that on the show today. Uh, but but these kind of issues do wind up breaking that narrative. Not if his husband's a money. I mean, look, 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 look. He's not bisexual then. <laughs> I mean, look, the system is still telling people still on the reservation that the economy's fine. I mean, they're literally saying that the, the economy pri- currently is good. It's like it's like the emperor's new clothes. We're at that point where the emperor Biden and everyone, the entire establishment, including neocons. Remember, it's both parties. I mean, this isn't just a Biden thing, right? It's, it's much larger. But it, it's been like the emperor wears no clothes. We have been the crazy people who can see mama, the guy's naked. And everyone's saying, oh, no, it's not. You know, don't trust your lying eyes. And it's getting to the point where the average people are starting to laugh and they're chuckling and seeing this. That's why that, that, that the Tucker thing was important. And if you start to question you know, what the media told you about Barack Obama, whether or not you know, what happens in the next election or not, then you start questioning, wait a minute, the media is telling me the economy is fine? All I know is gas is $5, now it's $6. Now it's, well, how can it be fine? Oh, oh that's right. They, they might actually lie to me. So at that point, the, the, you know, all that turns into maybe you know preparing for an economic downturn or worse, you know, of getting food and other things. I mean, clearly it's an advantage to us. The earlier you are to the party, you're able to get this stuff earlier. I mean, survival food alone has like doubled since you know since I have bought it. Uh, same thing with with uh, you know commodities, all sorts of things. So in many ways, we're ahead of the curve. And you could also argue you know, being more protective as well. You know, so many of us are sitting back, not buying a home in the last year or so, being fooled by the interest rate being low. You know, where we're, some of us are waiting for the system to uh, to implode and then uh, then be able to get homes cheap. I mean, that, that's a strategy. But you're you're thinking you're thinking with the knowledge of what's happening, not just going through life and the uh, your, your friend at the coffee shop, whatever, says, oh, your interest rates are really good. It's a good time to buy a house. And, the, and, and CNN saying the economies can't, can't get any better as long as Trump's not around, you know, this hot, this sort of thing. So anyway, it's a big deal. I, I, I'm going to rattle just a couple of quickie things. We'll kind of wind it down, I guess. Uh, I, I, some things I texted you about. First is uh, Oppenheimer. I got to see Oppenheimer finally. I wanted to see it on the IMAX, which didn't make a big deal. But anyway, great movie, blah, blah, blah. But I found it fascinating the the discussions that they were having uh, amongst themselves about what the bomb uh, would would create, you know, what the Pandora's box they were opening up, and the fire of Prometheus and such, a lot of references. But I was listening to their conversations, and I wish I wish Nolan, the director, spent more time on this, of course. But they touched on it that you know they were so it's like Jeff Goldblum, they're so quick to ask if they could you know split the atom over this um and make a bomb they didn't stop to ask if they should right and they try to have open oppenheimer have like a redeemer arc you know after the afterwards you know contemplating it blah 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 but the conversation that they had about what they were doing and they had a freight train that they couldn't stop that they were in charge of and then once they had the bomb then the, the military came and said Thank you. You know, have a nice day. And they literally just took it from them and just walked off with it. That is kind of the same discussion I feel is happening now with AI. You know, the people that at the at the, at the apex of this technology because if are we the don't, same they ones, are. including Elon Musk. These are the ones that are calling for a moratorium 
and everybody else, it, 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 I mean, the average person or, you know, they, they don't see the need for it. They're just wondering, how can I no, cash they in make, the It's always fear because if we don't, they are. They'll have it and we won't. Yeah. So we're going to do it because we got to do it because we got to so, do it. That's so, always so that movie, so it had a lot of overtones of the exact same problem that it's going to change the world of, of everything. And that's what the bomb did in a way. I mean, it really changed geopolitics. It changed much. I mean, just the conceptualization that human beings could destroy themselves, and that uh, you know, do you want do you want that technology in someone else's hands that uh, all of a sudden you think is the enemy? Well, how do you handle that? And and what and that has led to much of what we have today: America becoming the bully of the world, starting off with, well, we have the bomb, and we've proven that we want to take over the world. So, uh, you know, like, like Hitler did. So at least we have the bomb, and we're the and we're we're the overall good guys. So the world turned around and gave us a pat on the back and thanked us and showed a vote of confidence by by doing the IMF and making the dollar the you know the the world currency and all of that international standard and then we abused that and then we used that you know by printing money up to create our our military around the world so we didn't conquer the world we just have an empire we have bases around the world so it's kind of the same thing so anyway the, everything changed and now we're having countries like North Korea and others having the technology as the, as the prices come down, uh, more countries can do it. Well, at some point, you know, a little Zimbabwe is going to have a nuclear bomb. So how do we handle that? How, you know, do, is the solution being unified as one culture so we don't look at each other as, as enemies? I'm not, you know, I'm not calling for globalism per se, but this is the discussion and debate. And you throw aliens in, you know, into the mix, and that's a whole other thing. Uh, and then lastly, there was a, uh, I did comment to you, um, I, uh, it's just kind of a big picture about the controls in our world today um, and people getting red-pilled in different ways or some people not being red-pilled. And that is the uh, cooking of the frog. You know, you do it slowly. People don't notice. Uh, you do it too quick. You jump out. So my daughter uh, at her school, they had a little class event to go to the ballpark to see the Diamondbacks. Uh, I never go to sports. You know, it's kind of not my thing. Although I did like sumo wrestling when I lived in Japan, but you know, I digress. But we wound up deciding, hey, let's take her to a ball game. Uh, she has never been in a stadium. My daughter has never seen so many people at once, especially being a quarantine kid. Um, and uh, so I thought it'd be you know, good something to do. So we wound up going. And to keep it quick, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom the changes since the last time I was there. It's almost like if your grandparents, whoever, you know, if you're listening, imagine one of your grandparents who's been maybe dead for a long time and they come back today and decide to take an airplane ride. You know, just think how different it would be. You know, if, I mean, the fact you can't smoke on an airplane, you know, you get, you get arrested if you just you pull out a cigarette, you know, whether I have to wear masks back in the day, uh, you know, the rectal exam through the TSA, I mean, just, you know, the dogs, I mean, just everything that goes on that we take for, well, libertarians don't take for granted, but how many young people today think this is normal? Well, that was the culture shock that I had going to this game. And even my wife, who does, doesn't get as uptight about this stuff as I do, uh, it, was, it was so frustrating. We, we, we were kind of having a debate with a security guard. It was nice afterwards. And we just said we were never coming back to a game at all. It was just, it was so, it, the whole time we were just angry. Every component between the security checks, the changes uh, of what kind of handbag you can have. Uh, you know, my wife actually got a smaller handbag because the last time that we went to an event, they said, oh, it's not small enough. You don't have a little clutch purse or whatever. So she bought something that was supposed to meet that criteria. We get to the event 
and they said that was too big, that they changed the rules last year because of the Super Bowl or something. So now it's even smaller. So they changed it again. And then, of course, you have to buy a locker. You got to rent a locker, which is $10 to save this thing. And then, and then, oh, you have to set up an account and you have to, you know, give their email and do this whole account in order to get a digital locker. And that's just stage one. It's the entire, the entire game, you're just surrounded with this, um, with, the, with, the, with the security measures. And the last part I'll say about the game was, I mean, I could go all day about, I mean, I wasn't paying attention to the game. All, all the I advertisements was, on was, the wall. Everywhere's advertising. A, yeah, no, exactly. Advertising. But I, I didn't, I, like the one security guy told me afterwards when we're having a debate, he said, well, well, don't you, uh, you know, th- this is so you feel safe. <laughs> the last thing you would tell me, I said, this is not safe. This is oppression. That's all I saw. And I felt was oppression. Uh, and, and the last example was when we're, uh, we're, we're kind of close to, 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 to the field. And um, a lot of the kids, you know, as part of the school, a lot of kids brought their mitts and they would run to the, to, to the edge of the, uh, you know, down to the bleachers, you know, in case a ball was going to be hit in their direction to catch a ball. Well, apparently that's now all illegal. You have to be in your seat. You're not allowed to even be at the front there. So they kept, I mean, the security kept chasing these little kids who are the future. I mean, young kids today are not getting into sports the way that they used to. It's America's game, supposedly. And now they're getting chased by police or security, you know, constantly yelled at for trying to be part of this game. And and, and furthermore, there was security. I couldn't believe the security. I, I, I'm telling you, I've never seen some security. And this was in the Super Bowl. This is just some regular, you know, Tuesday night game. And, and uh, everywhere, including the field, they were constant security guys. They looked like Secret Service. I mean, they they were dressed kind of, uh, you know, they weren't overtly security. You could tell they were. They all had the little coiled earpieces in them. There were all these big buff guys. They're standing there with their hands locked in front of them with their shades. And, and you think the president was going to show up or something. And it was all around the field. And they're standing there staring at the bleachers the entire time. They'd move around a little bit. I'm just, I couldn't even watch the game. All I saw were these these security guys with shades and earpieces staring at us, you know, without smiles the entire game. I'm thinking, what is this? Is there, is there like a, was there a threat thrown against the, against the game and they're looking for somebody? I mean, maybe there was a specific threat, but the impression I got is this is a typical game now. And there was more examples, but that was just one night. And I just went, wow. I, I, I you know, it's been so long since going to a game. You know, it's like when I, when I gave up my old 1985 car and got my, my brand new car that I've got recently because I love my other car. And the other car had no electronics in it, really, you know. And now the new cars, it's like the space shuttle with all these gadgets. And it's a bit overwhelming going the, 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 the you know, disparity of it. And that is what I took away from it. Um, uh, but people still going to the games. To them, I guess it's been uh, they, they just don't care. It doesn't affect them. It's they're, they're young and they think this is normal. So I don't know. Maybe it's a libertarian thing, too. You know, when a lot of us in this audience, we're not really in the sports. I'm sure some of you are, but most of us really aren't. You know, our sport is called life as we're watching the, the games that are that our so-called leaders are doing. That, to me, is more interesting than some stupid game where, you know, people just go wherever there's a paycheck. Uh, but uh, the people who still go, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a, a difference in how they see things. They have no problem with that level of security. So anyway, it just shows you how far can we go with that level of, of what I find oppression until people say enough. So 
I think we're at that point. The worm is turned. That's kind of the theme from today, uh, along with the fact that uh, Barack Obama might be bisexual. Just want to point that out again. Oh, and I don't care. <laughs> hey, uh, Ernie, I before we go, um, this just came over the wire right now. Uh, it's about hour, on your favorite topic. Your your favorite topic, Arizona voter uh, integrity. So, um, so regarding uh, Carrie Carrie Lake. It's, let me just play like a minute or two. It's right from, from Dr. Steve Turley, who is covering it. Let me just play it real yeah, quick. Yeah, just talked about it at the beginning of the show. So here we go. At least now it's going mainstream for more conservatives or, or, or not just, just Americans learning about this. It's not just an Arizona thing. So here we go. It is official. An Arizona judge has ruled that the state's current mail-in ballot signature verification process is indeed unlawful. And here's the best part. It did indeed violate the law in both the 2020 and the 2022 elections. Arizona Judge John Knapper dismissed an argument made by the Democrat Secretary of State Adrian Fontes that it was perfectly acceptable for election officials to compare the signature that's on a mail-in ballot with documents other than the voter's actual voter registration record. I mean, you think this is how these slimy, corrupt Democrat officials have been getting away with clear violations of signature matching protocol. They, they've been getting away with it, of course, with the help of a bunch of spineless judges. But what's been happening is that Kerry Lake's legal team present, presents clear and unambiguous evidence that the signatures on the mail-in ballots over and over again do not match the signature on the actual voter registration records. And then Katie Hobbs' team comes and says, it doesn't have to because they match signatures on these other records that we have. That's what we determine. So there's nothing to see here. And unfortunately, the previous judge in this, Judge Thompson, he actually bought into that nonsense. He ruled that while the signature verification to match the mail-in ballot signature with the voter registration signature on file was not necessarily followed, there was nevertheless a procedure that was followed, namely matching it to these nebulous other documents. And so he said, well, that's good enough. Well, this new judge, God bless him, Judge Knapper, just blew that ruling out of the water. He stated absolutely that Arizona state law is, quote, clear and unambiguous that election officials must compare the signatures on the envelopes with a voter's actual registration record. No freaking Sherlock. <laughs> you don't need a judge Jack to Hammer. come to that conclusion. Remember, this is what the Democrats always do. They always use the law to hide, to cover up. The law is supposed to be clear and unambiguous, right? It's simple. It's if you match the signature on the mail-in ballot with the signatures you got on file. Simple. Duh. Democrats come and say, oh, there we go. So anyway, you get the point. And uh, yeah, so it just dropped right now. So uh, more people are hearing about it. I don't know. It. So How long have I been else? screaming this? Hello? Hello? Uh, Hello? I can't count. Hello? I can't Hello? Count. You know, and that, but now it's different, you know, because somebody, this is what happened. When Carrie Lake took this to court, finally I'm going, somebody freaking did, because I did. You know, I, I got all the freaking, I'm, and then what? You know, yeah, we don't care. So this is um, confirmation of this. I'm hoping that they will continue. They will fix it. 
You know, there's going to be a fix in here somewhere. And um, because we have definitely, you know, brought this on. I, I, you know, this was this was clear to a good example. In the 94 election cycle, when they started doing Arizona was the first mail in. This was the first. They did the first. First, I can go all details about it, but it was got outed to me by my counterpart, the executive director of the uh, Maricopa County Libertarian Party, I mean, uh, for the uh, Republican Party. Uh, he and I had been touring high schools, you know, teaching, you know, during election year, doing political, whatever. And uh, it was me, him, and the Democrat. And Democrat, man, he was proud socialist, man. Wow. But he understood my points. And he goes, Ernie, he called me, he goes, I'm resigning. I'm done. And he goes, but before I go, I want you to see something. He called me. He had me go down to the Republican Party headquarters downtown Phoenix, and I saw the machines that they were doing to do this kind of early ballot um, uh, fraud. It started with the Republicans in the 94 election cycle. And it was the Democrats. They're all the same. You think they're different. They're not. It's the same people at the top of the pyramid, uses both sides to do whatever the heck it is they want. And that's why the Arizona legislature will never fix this. And even if they did, they got Hobbs up there. So this is, they're not going to fix it. They have court orders they're going to ignore. They did it before. We filed lawsuits on all kinds. It doesn't matter. And the only reason we did it, make them make you, make them say it. Well, they said it. First time I went on radio back in 91, 1991, early on, uh, it was on KFYI, the evening show. They wouldn't have me on to break news on all this stuff. I had to, they had to do a howdy neighbor, talk about what's in the news. So the radio station got a editorial page editor of the Mesa Tribune to publish a guest article by me so that they could use that as a justification for me going on KFYI to talk about it. That's how bad it was. That was my first experience with media, you know, with how this works. And I'm going, what the crap? You don't break news on radio? What the hell good are you guys for, you know? So anyway, enough information about that, which is all this. I can talk about this crap forever and always. And what does it tell you? It took decades for people to finally get so bad that they go, wow, Everything Ernie's been saying is true. Man, this sucks. Yeah, you think? You know, what difference does it make? It doesn't. Even It you does make it. You, you can't it fix something difference. that's already fixed. It's fixed the way they want it. So you got to go another way. And it's general public opinion and a bunch of other stuff that that supports. And if it's going right. to be vote harder, don't waste my freaking time. Bernie, let's end on our normal argument that I think we agree, but maybe we don't. I don't know. It's not about voting harder. The issue is you can't fix something, and you can fix something, but you can't fix whatever unless you first know it's broken. When people are realizing things are broken, I know it's frustrating for all of us. We're sitting there at the end going, what the hell took you people this long? And maybe we wouldn't be in this mess if you people stopped you know, laughing at those of us like us. You know, maybe got involved in, in understanding why third party views don't get anywhere, learning about economics works, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't. We're in this mess. We all have to deal with it. Our, our people uh, are at least trying to be protected by it, hence you know, the solution component of our show and your other shows. But to me, 
that's the win. I see this as not as frustrating as you do. You can't fix you know, what's unfixable and why bother voting and uh, vote harder and just undermine it. And whether it's through voting or not, you have to know there's a problem and normies are figuring this out. And I'm happy every day watching them. All right. Peace, guys. Thanks, Frank. It was, you know, it was, it was, whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, Obama might be bisexual. All right, have yourself a good week. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was... Look again. Freeze it. Sentient programs. Anyone we haven't unplugged is potentially an agent. Inside the Matrix, they are everyone and they are no one. They are guarding all the doors, they are holding all the keys, which means that sooner or later, someone is going to have to fight them. Someone. I won't lie to you, Neil. Every single man or woman who has stood their ground, everyone who has fought an agent has died. But where they have failed, you will succeed. Their strength and their speed are still based in a world that is built on rules. Because of that, they will never be as strong or as fast as you can be. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neo. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.